What is good, everyone out there in the NBA sports world today and this week, of course, and everything else? I can't deny it. When our intro plays and it's in my earphones and it's loud, I get excited. And I tell you what, I watch their show quite a bit on YouTube later on throughout the days, uh, throughout the week, honestly, and just kind of listen to what we say and hold us accountable on some things, or myself at least. And uh, the other day I was turning it on and it had an intro for, I think, our pizza that we talked about the other day. And the intro started playing. I wasn't paying attention. I looked over my oldest daughter sitting there dancing away to it. I was like, yeah, girl, you feeling it too? All right. As it went off, she said, hey, daddy, play it again. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys get as pumped as I do when that comes on, but I absolutely love it. You guys doing all right today? Doing doing fantastic, man. I know I know my brother CJ, whenever whenever the Knicks get the dove, he likes to talk about orange and blue skies, but we're gonna switch it up a little bit. It's it's blue and yellow skies today, baby. Blue and yellow skies. We're oh, off to the to the next yellow. round. We're off to the next round. We gotta go up against the purple and gold. It's good times, man. Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I know uh, squad took the L tonight, but I'll be this afternoon. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good all as well. Uh, let's have some dinner with the fam. So, uh, yeah, who did so. you guys lose to today? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even watch the game, bro. <laughs> You, you, you didn't. Gotta, you gotta. You gotta watch. You gotta watch the game to, to, didn't watch to talk about the game. I watch. Of course, I watch the game. I watch no, I, all the games. No, I watch the game, bro. Did I watch it? I didn't get to watch all of it, but I did get to watch most. Well, I won't even say most. So I got to watch some of it. CJ coming at me on that. Ouch, that hurts. I'm saying, man. It's it's, it's saying, Michael man. versus CJ for the next possible six more games. <laughs> well, it looked today possibly three more games. <sighs> Oh come on, man! I'll stay. I'll stay humble, bro. So we gonna see. We gonna see in a couple. We gonna see in a couple weeks, man. Absolutely. No, uh, it's a wonderful day. Playoff time. What's funny is uh, after I go to church six to seven o'clock uh, evening there, and usually some of the guys stay afterwards to play basketball. I stayed for a few minutes, shot some hoops with them, and there's one guy who is a is a buddy. I'm not saying that he's not, but is a diehard LeBron fan. And for years, I say at least a decade, we've always talked about who's the greater one. And he can like name off the LeBron high school height, weight, and all this stuff. I'm like, man, you're a bit crazy there. But for about three years now, he's been very silent. But today, he started talking about LeBron and the Lakers. Like, man, who, who are you to even come up and start talking about them? I was like, I've not heard you say one thing about LeBron and the Lakers all season long. For the past two years, really. He's like, oh, man, I only watch them during playoffs because that's all that matters is playoffs. I'm like, no, they sucked all year until they made some trades and LeBron was hurt, and then they turned it on some, and now they're the, the hottest team in the NBA in LeBron's back. That's what it really is. But anyways, that's yeah, my so little that's, so that. that's not really a fan to me. You only watch you only watch your team during the playoffs. It's not a real fan. It, it's not his team. It's wherever uh, LeBron is. So, I mean, it's it's that that's gonna happen, you know. That's that's right. that's just gonna happen. That's the now. part of the play, NBA. I agree. We have a player movement. It's just a different era. Have but still, like to still not only only watch LeBron games, only in the playoff. Like, it's I mean, I could understand. If you it, watch him and hit that like and subscribe, fan. bro. We, we can help you out. Learn learn about some basketball. If he's an Anthony Davis fan, I understand it because you know he don't really play most of the season because he's Anthony Day to Davis. But like. <laughs> 
can't say that for LeBron now. Like, I mean, he's been the healthiest. But anyways, you, you Nick, know what's crazy? Like that that actually just reminded me of a meme. I don't know if y'all I mean I'm, I'm sure y'all may have seen it probably once or twice, but this, I guess this meme was probably made when LeBron was playing in Miami. And it's a meme that said, I'm not a heat fan, I'm a wherever he at fan. You ever seen that one? He at fan. Yeah. Wow, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, I guess we got to play so I can send it to him. Wherever yeah, very, he very, at. Very I like it. That's vibes. hilarious. Which, I mean, I can't say that I don't blame him because, I mean, the NBA, it's more of falling in love with the player instead of the team. If you're around te- like states or places that don't have a team, like, CJ, you live in New York. That makes sense that you only like New York. Here in Kentucky, we don't have teams. We have college basketball team that wherever their fans or their players go, we like. Uh, that's, you know, one reason why I do like Miami is because it's, it's had a history of Kentucky alums in some form or fashion from all the way back to Antoine Walker, who uh, I want to say McCarty played there for a while, which he did go on up to the Celtics and had a little bit of a Kentucky feel there. But, uh, you know, Pat Riley on to where we are now with Tyler Hero and Bam. So, I mean, I understand fueling some fans that way. That's just it's what it is. I mean, heck, you live in Idaho. Who are you going to like? Right? There's, there's no team for it. Yeah, you got yeah, to pick one and pray <laughs> that they're good. <laughs> right. So, uh, uh, Nick, before we get diving in, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about – Chicken, right? Let's go for a minute. Tell, tell them what we got today. Tell them what we got. Well, I'm 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 not really for sure. You in our in our chat, guys. Nick said, "Hey, let's talk about our favorite chicken spots," and that's all he said. And I'm like, I mean, I like chicken legs. I, I don't. I'm not really for sure what you mean here. <laughs> and then he said restaurants. I'm like, okay, so the best restaurant or best place that you get chicken at now i want to ask you as i'm kind of really just spitballing you with here is there different categories of chicken that we're talking about because you know like fried chicken kfc's up there but like chicken sandwiches stuff like that spicy chicken chicken in general chicken who has the best chicken chicken wings chicken thighs chicken breasts chicken sandwich whatever it is boneless chicken chicken nuggets Chicken fries, okay. <laughs> whatever it is. Okay. Because to me, the best all-around chicken, as in like any type of chicken sandwich or meals like that, to me, it's hands down to Zaxby's. Zaxby's smacks better than anybody when it comes to you can get the buffalo sauce on on the on the uh, chicken tenders. You can get regular chicken tenders. You can get the sandwiches and different things like that. To me, by far, Zaxby's is the best over any restaurants to order variety of chickens. So that's where I stand. How about you guys? Zaxby's is up there. I think it's top uh, tier. Um, possibly top five. Uh, I don't know. It's tough though because I, I like. I, I always get the boneless wings and things whenever I go to whenever I go to Zaxby's, and I get the high honey mustard to go on top of the, as far as the wing sauce. Um, I say Zaxby's is up there. I'm a Popeyes guy. Um, God, that's where you lose me. Popeye's top tier, man. Come on now. Come on now. Louisiana's, one time Louisiana's finest, man. Louisiana versus Kentucky. Who you got? Well, I mean, I, I did not like it. You don't like Can Popeye's, bro? Oh, my goodness. I had it one time, and it was – I mean, it really was horrible. Like, none of us in the family finished our meals. Like, we're like, okay, 
this is not what it's lived up yo, to be at all. Yo, CJ, the, the Kentucky taste buds are a little off over there. Oh, my phone is <laughs> not on vibrate. No, yeah, Zaxby's, Zaxby's top tier, no doubt. Chick-fil-A, obviously for chick fil Oh, yeah, Chick-fil-A, definitely. Chick-fil-A is good, but I don't oh, think that, it's I, I, No, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't disrespect Chick-fil-A. Come on, man. I love their fries. That should have been the one restaurant we all agreed on. Why is that? Because it's, it's a Christian-based restaurant? Listen, how many times have you – see, we don't have a Chick-fil-A anywhere around where I live, like – well, I, there's a college campus within an hour and ten minutes or so, and they just put one on the campus. So like people go to it from the like on campus to get it, which is kind of crazy. But Thanks. like, what's crazy is <laughs> I have went to a Chick Fil A probably more times on Sunday because I'm just somewhere on a weekend. Like, hey, let's go Chick Fil A, and they're like, oh snap, it's Sunday, they're closed. Which still I respect that and love that, but it just always seems like every time I'm around Chick Fil A, it's a Sunday that I can't eat it. it makes me so upset. No, yeah, Chick-fil-A, and I see what you're saying. Chick-fil-A is still, still elite um, to me. Zaxby's, I'd probably be number miss. one. There's some spots over there in the cities, you know, some some hood spots. Shout out Kennedy's, shout out Reno's, some some top top tier chicken. You know, you want to get some uh, some chicken, some hot sauce, really trying to eat swell. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to talk about, you know, chain food restaurants, yeah, I think, you know, you got to have those mm-hmm. two at the top. Which one, Chick Fil A and Wells? Uh, Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Yeah. Okay. Popeyes. Popeyes are never really. I mean, Popeyes is cool. Um, oh my I'm god! Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not the. You know, it's it's a couple blocks from me, but it's not the best. Thank and, you. you know, obviously, that. you know, it just it just depends on you know who's in there. You know, who's who's mm-hmm. making it. You know what I mean? And then I got a KFC right there too. Uh, you know, you know, you know here in these. Uh, these neighborhoods, you know, they're trying to they're trying to get us up out of here. So they got a fast food restaurant on every block, but every block, um, bro. <laughs> but, it's fast food yeah, restaurants yeah. and liquor joints, man. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. But yeah, they got a KFC on the corner, a couple blocks from me. It's cool. I haven't had it in a long time, man. A long time. But once they opened up the Chick-fil-A over, over on like 86, man, it's like the new McDonald's. It's like everybody's in there, it's packed. Everybody getting the, getting a chicken sandwich, it's like it's like crack to people, man. It's crazy. Bro. It's, it's All right, so let's hear like let's name top five chicken restaurants. Like let's just not say top tiers. Let's let's get a list. All right, top five: Chick Fil A, Popeyes, Zaxby's. Um, I'll go. I'll go Buffalo Wild Wings, and. Dang, who's gonna make that fifth spot? Who's gonna make that fifth spot? Flow Wild Wings. Bro. Who's gonna make that fifth spot? I'm trying to think. Trying if to you're think, ever in Johnson think. City, there is a restaurant that we ate at. It's called, I think it's just called The Wings. And it was like actually in a I'm assuming it was used to be a garage, like a mechanical garage, and they bought it and turned it into a restaurant like it's a local restaurant. And it's basically a Buffalo Wild Wings themes, but they do it their own style, of course. It was by far better than any Buffalo Wild Wings I ever ate at. But the reason why I said it's like a uh, an auto mechanic shop, like they had the garage doors and stuff. Like when it was warm, they would open up the garage doors and let you just eat from inside. It was really cool atmosphere. I thought that was probably one of the coolest looking restaurants for a sports wings. Wing spot, yeah. 
Um, you know, there's a spot over here, Blue Smoke. They got some they got some good wings. Jackson Hole got some pretty good wings over there in the city. I, I look I look at more of the rest not of course you know you got the, the chain restaurants. Right. You know, that, that's that's their calling card. They should be good. If not they're gonna go out of business. So um, you know some <laughs> but some of the you know some of the, the, the restaurants where I'm at, yes sir, shout out to MSC Cups. Um they're, they're, that's that's the best place. That's the best. So Jackson Hole, Blue Smoke. And then, of course, you know, the, the the common ones that we all just talked about. I'm going to say a place, and I don't know even, I don't even know if they have chicken wings or anything or any type of chickens. Have y'all ever ate at, uh, what is it, Dave and Buster's? I've never ate at one. They, they have yeah, wings. I've been, a, I've been a Dave and Buster's. Yeah, yeah is they, they it have any wings. Good? Like, is it... I would yeah, I don't go there. I don't, I mean, uh, I, haven't, I haven't been there in a long time. So I can't even say I remember what, you know, what their food tastes like in general. Gotcha. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I've been there in a while. They always have commercials, so I mean, like, I feel bad that I've never ate at one, but like, but there was it looks really to, fun. Where, where I was at, they had a David Muscles. It's a David Muscles there now. But I don't know if there's. I don't know if you heard this. It used to be. I used to be around all over ESPN Zone. Have you been? Have you been to that? No, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like a. It was like ESPN Zone. Like it was kind of like kind of like similar to what you were talking about, like a sports mm-hmm. bar, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you could play. It was like Dave and Buster's, but like ESPN ran. And it was, oh, okay. It was fire. fire. They had this swell eats, swell eats. Listen, my back. dream, my dream is to open up a restaurant and have it just sports themed everywhere. I mean, it's basically Buffalo Wild Wings. But uh, my wife and I, I talk to her all, all the time about this. And I actually want it broken down to where it's like in four sections. And if somebody goes out there and does this, like, give me some money. I apologize for sharing my thoughts here. But I want one-fourth of it to be a half-court set, like free throw line and in. Basically, that's the floor where the tables are, taped off and everything. And I want a basketball goal where the backboard is a big screen TV, but there's like a hoop and everything there. Like, I think that would be pretty, as you guys say, fire. And then I want a, uh, like an Astro turf for like a football field and have goalposts where a big screen would be at. And I thought uh, baseball, just do like the diamond. I don't know how you would do a, a, a TV there. Just put one up. No big deal. Like a and then, cage. Oh yeah. Like a, a backstop, backstop banner. Yeah. And then uh, for my VIP section, I want an octagon, an octagon. Like actually have a six foot page up octagon where people would sit and eat and just have TVs around there. Like I think that would be awesome. Bro, trying to have somebody sweat and eat swell at the same time. Trying to get a workout. No, 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 no exercise. Just, just that's your location for the VIP. Like that's where you're gonna go for. Oh, the, you just, oh, you just chilling in the octagon. Oh, okay, I see. What you're yeah, saying. yeah, oh, yeah. All right, no, no, all right, no. just that be like the the area, the themed, I guess, if you. Will. Okay. Oh, that's the decor. Got it. Okay. Yeah, no, that, like that, a, that sounds pretty weird. Pay per view. You know, you're you're special. You're in the VIP. Hey man, listen. You know, in in due time, you you, you get your bread up. As soon as soon as we you know get this thing going. Oh, it's MNC, it's MNC money from the kick in, yeah. y'all. For the kick That's in, right. <laughs> YouTube, where to check cheese. at? Meat lovers and cheese. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> MNC. That's what we said last week when we talked pizza. MNC, I said MNC restaurants or something. Somebody said meatballs and cheese pizza. Come on now. Who Get said that? Cheese. MNC hoops. Look at that. Wow, so I didn't say that. <laughs> Shout out to the Cubs, man. You know, I didn't say These that. are coming very, very soon. Um, subscribe oh, to us there. on YouTube. All you got to do is 
is is ask for one and we can get you one. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. This is DM DM on Twitter or IG. Definitely bless y'all for a nice price. Capitalism. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh real real quick recap. We got Zaxby's number one, correct? Yes. Okay, thanks. We've got Chick-fil-A up there. I'm cool with that as two as being number two. We got Buffalo Wild Wings in there. We'll say at three. I'm not saying in this order, but number three. Number four, KFC. You all don't like KFC, but KFC here, it's it's good. I don't know how you all have I would I would hope so again. I would definitely hope so. Kentucky fried, of course. Yeah. And number five, we got what? Y'all ever have Wingstop? I forgot, no. about, I forgot about Wingstop. Yeah, yeah, Wingstop's up there. It does look yeah. good, though. I'll tell you atomic, that. Atomic good. Wings. This is an Atomic Wings by me, too. Really good. It's, it's like in the same family. Yeah. We need to start doing videos where we're like at a restaurant testing these food and be like, hey, this is good. Shoot, I can do it tomorrow, uh, baby. <laughs> Trying to do a vlog. Do some vlogs. I can do it. Vlogs. I'd be like, yo, it's Nick Andre. I'm of MNC Hoops. I'm at wherever restaurant. We're going to see what the food like. <laughs> well, isn't there a guy from a bar stool that does what? One bite pizza or something like that? Like he literally just takes one bite and goes on? Yeah, Dave. And he gives uh, it like a one out of I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't rock a bar yeah. stool, so I wouldn't know. I've never watched it, but I've heard people talk about it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, did, he did reviews. He should do reviews and stuff. He came, he came to the city. Uh, a, lot of people, gotcha. a lot of people was pulling up. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of them either, honestly. Okay. I've not watched too much of them, to be honest with you, because, you know, like, MNC Hoops is much better. But maybe one day at my restaurant, you know, I'll be able to have somebody come in and be like, wow, this food here is a masterpiece. Like, this decoration is a masterpiece. You know, since I said the word masterpiece, it just makes me want to go ahead and, and move on into this. That, boom, Steph Curry, what a masterpiece he had today in Game 7. Nick, were you surprised by this? Because, you know, when we did our space on Twitter, shout out Twitter, go follow us on Twitter because we do spaces. Nick had given up on his team big Hang time. Hang on, give me give me like five seconds. I'll be I'll be right back. Give me five seconds, baby. I'm, I'm so okay. glad. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> because was, he was, was down on his team. Like and of course he's not here to defend it, but we'll we'll bring it back up. No no problem. Oh where is that oh, <laughs> Like, like, almost want to say he's bandwagon-esque here because he was done bandwagon. Just because you were done with them. Like okay. Said, okay. I ain't gonna lie. We ain't got no hope. Let, let me explain. All right. We're First two and foremost, games on the road in this series. We only won nine all year. Put the camera on me, man. It's my time to shine. <laughs> all right. All right. Let me throw you Oh, man. So... Shout out to those. Shout out to those who joined the spaces on Friday. True. We had, what? Stay true to their team. I stay true to mine, baby. But one thing I will say, I was I was emotional on Friday. I was very emotional. We had a very bad game five, especially Jordan Poole. Jordan six. Poole had a or six, sorry, six. Game six. We had a terrible game six. That was supposed to be our closeout game. We had a big game in game five. And we say, you know what? Let's go back to the crib and let's go ahead and get this thing over with. But give, give credit to the Kings because they play phenomenal basketball from start to finish. De'Aaron Fox had a strong performance. Malik Monk looked like a defense, all defensive, all defensive first team candidate. Guarded Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson and these guys. So give these guys credit. They played great basketball. 
So I was emotional on Friday night. I was like, I don't know how we're going to get it done in game seven in a hostile environment in Sacramento. But this is why I was wrong. I need, And I need everybody to listen to why I was wrong. I forgot about the light-skinned wonder on this team. I forgot what he was capable of. I forgot this guy scored 43 points in a game four last year in the NBA Finals when we were down to one. I forgot this man has had so many moments. I can't believe I doubted this man. I doubted this man when I should have known better. I should have known better. So I should. So Saturday, I, I, I had time to think, and I was like, you know what? I forgot. And 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 Wardell and Wardell Stephen Curry, I trust. And I kept and I kept saying that you know even shout out to Kev, shout out to Kev. He's a he's a he's a big fan of the show. He was even talking to me. He was like, man, he was telling me he's like, man, I shouldn't have more confidence in in your team than you do. And I was like, you know what? You're right, bro. You're right. You are definitely right. So this Sunday I woke up and I was like, this is going to be a good day. It's going to be a really good day for us. Man. Steph, Steph, Steph answered the call. He answered the call. Game seven, do or die on the road. 50? 24, 38, 20 or 38 shooting, eight rebounds, six assists. You can't ask for a better game. Only the only player to ever score 50 in a game seven. The only player in NBA history, NBA history to ever score 50 in a game seven. Man, um, you know, he he answered the call at the right time. You know, give credit to other guys as well. I think we had a really great all-around game, especially, especially in the second half where, where, where we really turned things up. Sacramento has some momentum in the first half, but I think once the second half began, you know, that's that's when we started really getting together and just you know rallying the team. But kudos to this team, man. You know, now we got we got the Lakers and they're playing great basketball. We saw what they did in game six against Memphis, a 40 piece. Shout out Dylan Brooks. <laughs> but <laughs> but but man, um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited, man. Um, you know, now we're moving on and let's see if we can keep this thing going. Real quick, just gonna bring in Robbie's comments so everybody knows what's going on because I know on Facebook you can at least see them. So uh, I just shared calling Matt like that. I just shared our live on my own personal Facebook page and I said, "Come on, Robbie, come defend your king," because you know this is the guy I was talking to y'all earlier about saying oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. great, and then hadn't heard of him for like basically five years, and then oh now all of a sudden he's talking LeBron again. But you know, let's. Just want to bring those comments and let some uh, background of what's going on there as we continue to talk about Steph's masterpiece. So 50 points, like you said, I mean, really, you even said in game six, the Warriors need to get Curry help. Like this series was really led by Curry and no no one else, but Curry wasn't it. As far as the Warriors, Fox had a great month, great on that. But I also want to ask you, and I know we'll get in. I think we get in. We're going to get in this game a little bit more, aren't we? Or is this Let's early talk about it? This is their only talk about the game, man. Okay. I was looking th- at our banners there. Uh, no, nah, it's really just an accumulation. Of, I mean, we can talk about the Kings and obviously the Warriors of Manson. That's kind of well, the whole, whole one thing. Uh, Looney, like, I feel like he doesn't oh, yeah. get as much credit from this this series as Looney is. Get. I'm sorry, Looney. Looney is one of the best rebounders Looney. in the NBA. I said, I, I said, Looney by mistakes. It's Looney. Sorry. Looney? Yeah, I said, Looney. <laughs> I forgot the L. <laughs> But y'all didn't have any L's today. Uni. Kavon Looney is one of the best rebounders in the NBA today. What was Top. it? Did he get three 20 rebounds in this series? I think it was three games with 20 rebounds. And I think he, Wilt Chamberlain, and someone else is the only person that, to do that. Uh, I heard on uh, ESP, or I'm sorry, NBA 
radio.com, I guess it is. It was radio, uh, XM Radio, so this guy was talking about it. But, like, his defense against Sabonis, because Sabonis was nothing in this series, really. Like, I, he disappeared. And then Looney was the defense, the reason why Looney with 20 rebounds uh, and, and at least game seven. He lacks height, like but he, he makes up for it with his hustle. I mean, he's got size and height really compared to who he was playing with. I mean, I mean, but but at the center position, not not he's not the same size as a lot of guys. He made Sabonis look like he was a baby. Well, that's Sabonis. Sure did. Sure did. So I mean, going to the stats to figure out, make sure I didn't lie to you because I think he did get twenty. Yeah, eleven points and twenty-one rebounds tonight. Uh, Four or five shooting, which I mean, he's not shooting too far. Three or five free throws from NBA. That's always great. And a plus minus of 25, which some people don't care too much about that stat anyways. Looney was, I want to say, the second best on the team tonight or in this series. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this right here. I'm going to say this right here. Anthony Davis, if you watch, you, you better be ready. You better be ready. Oh, you better be ready. Because if, uh, if, like, if, he, if you're this not man ready, is a roller coaster of a fan. We're done. We're done. We're horrible. We ain't Wait, well, hang on. AD, I did not watch say out, that baby. we were we done. Coming. I I did not say that we were done. I said I'm that going into game space. seven. I said going into game seven. I think the Kings had a higher chance of winning than we did. I never said that we were done. I said that going back to Sacramento, they did have a higher chance because they got game seven at home. I never said that we were going to lose. I never said we were done. What do you think of that? Well, AD we'll see. We will see. We will see because look, AD had his. I mean, look, AD was phenomenal in Game Six, especially with the with the shot blocking against Memphis. Uh-huh. Give him credit for that. But we, I, I'll be real. We we should have saw a more dominant AD in that series. If we would have saw a more dominant AD, that series probably would have either been a sweep or five games. I mean, could have went five. You know, they folded in, in probably the- five. <laughs> Because I mean, AD led them in points in two of the the, the six games. Uh, I want to say the Lakers there's a stat I seen where five different Laker players led them in points, or in, yeah, led them in scored points. It was AD one. Uh, I'm sorry, AD had two. LeBron had one. Uh, AR had one, I think, and I never can say the other guy's name. We got, we, got a, we got a segment. We got a segment for that. We got a segment for the preview. Right, right. You're right. So we can save we can save some of for some of our right. takes for that. All right. Um, yeah. Um go ahead, CJ. My bad. Now you're good. This uh let's start out with the Kings. Great year. They had a great year. Third seed in the West. Uh, no one no one expected this. Coach Brown, uh Mike Brown, coach of the year, did a phenomenal job changing the uh how we view this franchise, really the laughing the stock culture. of the Western. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just the, literally the laughing stock of the, of the Western Conference, uh, one of the laughing stocks of the league. And now, you know, they're respected to take the reigning defending champions of seven games in the first round. Um, and really up into that third quarter after since Kabal Looney, uh, you know, how, how he played, really, really played a factor in that third quarter. And they, they were right there. First half was really close. Darren Fox had a great year. It's a bonus all-star um, in the regular season. Didn't play like an all-star in the playoffs, but uh, he'll, he'll get better. He'll get better. And um, I think this is this is just the beginning. 
look at Golden State, they had their ups and downs. They lost to the Spurs. They lost to the Clippers uh, before they became the dynastic warriors. You have, you have these moments um, when before you get to the championships, you have to go through ups and you have to fail. <laughs> Shout out Giannis. <laughs> in order to get to in order, in order to get to where you want to go um, in in life, so um, I think I think they'll be fine. I think they have the right people in place, um, you know, to be successful going forward. But in this game, I, I picked the Warriors in this game because of the experience. They've been here. They've won Game Sevens before. They've also lost Game Sevens um, as well, and they just also know uh, what to do in these high pressure situations on the road at home. Doesn't matter. I know everyone wants to talk about, um, you know, their, their road record during the regular season, but it's a different season. This is the postseason. That was the regular season. And uh, they have guys who have uh, won championships, have faced adversity at the top. They're leaders. Steph Curry, Draymond, Clay Thompson. They're obviously their head coach and Steve Kerr. They've been through all of this already for the last decade. So they know what it takes. Mm. They can always go back to that memory bank of, uh, you know, times where they had obstacles and they overcame it or they failed. And tonight wasn't that time where they failed. And Steph Curry had a phenomenal performance, just off the dribble, off the ball, running around. It just they, they had no they had no answer for him. I feel like they should have trapped him much earlier, got the ball out of his hands, because really there wasn't really anyone else that was not that was really knocking down shots on a consistent level in the game. Riggins was missing shots. Clay didn't have a great night offensively, but he did he did a really good job defensively. Draymond, we know he's not an elite floor spacer. Jordan Poole didn't have a great series, and, and Gary Payton II isn't a great floor spacer. So it was really just on Curry to to do everything in terms from a scoring standpoint, and that's exactly what he did. To me, now, he's, he's in my top ten all time. Well, um, I was about to ask, well, question. what about point guard? Because I know you kind of put some stuff out there on social Second media. all time. Second all time behind Magic. What about you, CJ? Yeah, right now, I mean, I, I'm going to put him one, bro. I mean, I know after the finals last year, I said he might need one more to tie Magic to put him in that category. I don't think it's really recency bias either after this game. I just feel like what he's been able to do in these last 10 years, go to the finals six times, win four well, championships. I'll be right back. I yeah. hear one of my kids crying or something. I'll be right back. You two, yeah. keep it going. Go ahead, bro. Um, yeah, go to, go to the finals six times, win four. Um, during those six trips, he's just, he's just elite. He's just elite, man. And, um, I know he's not your traditional, what you look for from a point guard, you know, the old school traditional way of how we view point guards, pass first guys, set everybody else up, but the way he plays sets everybody else up. His ability to space the floor creates open shots for the rest of his teammates, creates open shots for draw the defense with or without the ball, which leads to other guys being open. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, he doesn't have to um, he doesn't have to dribble the air out the basketball all the time, even though he can do that if he wa- if he wants to. I think you have a great playmaker in Draymond. And also you look at the intangibles, the leadership, regardless of bringing in KD, that Draymond situation at the start of the season, KD leaving, all, all these different types of stories and the narratives that have happened during this last decade. And he's been the constant. He's been the guy at the top. Uh, and that's hold that's held everything down. They had that year where um, they got Curry got hurt with the hand. Clay was still out during that bubble year. And then they went they went to the bubble. They lost to the Grizzlies. Then they came back. So it was just it was, they had some ups and downs through, throughout this decade, this decade run. And now here we are. They're about to match up with the Lakers. And now we're going to dive into that a little bit more uh, later on in the show. But 
But man, he was just he was just on fire. I mean, just and also I think we we underrate his ability to get to the basket with the scoop layups, easily the floaters. Um, I think everybody's just so enamored with the three point ball, and we forget about you know how the he, ability to find finish. openings. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a great finisher. He's a great finisher as well. He's one of the best finishers in the league, um, and it's just he's he's uh, he's dominant. He's one of the best shot creators of all time as well. I know we always look at Kyrie and and and, and Kobe. And KD, when we talk about shot creators and, and skilled um, scores, but you have to put Curry in that in that factor because as soon as you step past half court, he's a threat. He's an automatic threat. You have to play defense a certain way. Um, it just creates so much spacing for everyone else. And we saw that tonight. He, he didn't want to. He didn't let his team down. He understood the assignment. He knew like if we were going to lose, I'm not going to go out and only take 15 shots. You know, he took 38 shots got 50 points, and he made it happen, man. Uh, eight rebounds, six assists, like you talked about earlier. Just uh, just a phenomenal game from Steph, man. And um, and he's moving on to the next round. So the champions still have an opportunity to repeat. And I think going into the second round against the Lakers, it should be a fun one. Definitely, 100%. Um, well, first and foremost, I, I put out a tweet about a few hours or probably like literally like right after the game, giving credit to Sacramento. You know, this was a really great year. I want people to know that this wasn't a fluke by any means. This is a this is a great team. This is a great team. They just pushed the defending champs to seven games, regardless of what seating it was. Being able to do that and being able to step into the play. This is De'Aaron Fox's first playoff playoff series, right. and he played great basketball, especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter. You know, be, I mean, I, I was obviously he won Clutch Player of the Year this past year, but also just you know just being able to transition that to the playoffs. And being able to step up when it seemed needed him the most, that was just incredible to me. Same thing with guys like Malik Monk. I think th- I think this is his first playoff series as well. So these guys, with the little experience that they have, or actually the none, no experience that they do have in playoffs, came into this series with all the confidence and the swagger in the world. And you know, you got to give credit to them. So that's why I say, like, there's still gonna be no more droughts for this team. De'Aaron Fox is like what 25, 26 years old. With Mike Brown being being their head coach, like this team is going to be a team to look out for in the future, man. Like you know, they're up there with teams like Memphis and possibly New Orleans and OKC. You know, as far as the young teams that are on the rise, so give credit to Sacramento. This is a great series, and I'm excited for the future. Now, as far uh, as you more, know, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, CJ. My bad. Yeah, two more things for me from from this game and from the series overall. Sacramento side. They're, they're, they're missing a, a wing player. They're missing a wing. Um, you know, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, they're good regular season players. You need a a, a special player um, on the perimeter other than De'Aaron Fox um, to score 20, 25 points. Monk, yeah, he's, you know, he's kind of, he can be that guy in spurts, but he's consistently, that's not, you know, he's kind of off the bench, you know, igniter. He can do things like that for, for, for your squad, but they need they need a wing player, man. Like it could be Keegan Murray. You know, he's a young. It's his rookie season, and he's already in the playoffs. So um, he he could develop and grow and become that wing guy for them. I think that's the best case scenario. But even even with that, um, I think they could still use another guy. You know, as uh, Harrison Barnes gets older, they could use another player like that. And, and for Sabonis, I think he's also a regular season player. Uh, I mean, you, you could you could look at the matchup, and you know this might have been a mat, bad matchup for him, but I mean, what other matchup? This is the best matchup you're gonna get. This is the reigning defending champion. So you're going up against. I mean, the he's best. not going to be any better against AD. Uh, no, right, exactly, exactly. So the way he played, 
they kind of just sagged off him and let him shoot those little mid-range uh, mm-hmm. mid-range free throw shots, and he he wasn't making them. He was getting bodied by Kevon Looney all series, just just outmanned him. His physicality, uh, just Kevon Looney. It just goes right into my second point. Kevon Looney's effort, his ability to you know be a star in his role is really something that doesn't get talked about enough especially right. on these on these sports shows i know they love to glorify the stars and the superstars but when you think about a team you think about sacrifice and, and he's and he's someone that okay yeah nick and i had talked about it in this space you know he had a great highlight tape pretty sure he did a you know had some scored a lot of points in college but understanding okay that's not what that's not what i i'm not going to be able to do that on this team um, so how else can I make an impact? And we saw that in the finals last year with his ability to get offensive rebounds. And he's just doing it again um, this year. So uh, 20, multiple 20 rebound games, multiple uh, double-digit offensive rebounds in those 20 rebound games, just just at 6-9, just completely completely out-physicaled out uh, so Sabonis. He, Sabonis just and, – and Sabonis is a guy that's known for getting rebounds too. I mean, he's he's a double double guy in the regular season, and um, and I, and I think that's what they're missing. They're missing another another guy next to Fox that's a dog that can score, play defense, do the little things. Um, a game changer. They're missing another game changer next to Fox. Could it be Murray? I don't think it's a bonus at all. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's that guy because moving forward, you're going to see AD, you're going to see Jokic, and he's going to get outplayed by those guys every single year. Now, he's, look, he got just got outplayed by Kevon Looney, who's not a you know, superstar at that position, but you know he's excellent at what he does. So just imagine if he was to go up against one of those top-tier guys at that position. You know, it's, it's food. It's food for those for those players. So, uh, yeah, Kevon Looney got easily second-best player in the series, did a great job, uh, created second-chance points for a team that, I mean, you give Curry and Clay you know, multiple opportunities to score. <laughs> it's like, it's, you're at their mercy. You're at their mercy, man. So it's a great series. It was fun. It was back and forth. Obviously a chess match with Mike Brown being the former defensive coordinator for this team. So, you know, he knew all, he knew all of their plays, but uh, the, the superstar stepped up. The only superstar in this, ther- in this series stepped up, answered the call and, and they advanced. So now, what now I let me ask you this real quick. Uh, do y'all do y'all think that you know with the great season that Sacramento had, do y'all oh, think that do y'all think that they could possibly get a wing in free agency? Because I'm I'm looking at a list now. I mean, there's some guys that are free agents that I do kind of like that could fit with this team. Um, Chris Middleton's one of them. Um, I like Jeremy Grant. I like Gary Trent Jr. I like Bruce Brown. You know, I mean, I mean, those, those are just like a few names off my head. I, I'll be real. I, I actually like Bruce Brown. Like, if if that were to happen, I think he would probably fit really well with the team. But I wanted to get y'all's thoughts. I mean, like an all star, like a Jalen Brown, Tatum okay. type thing. It should be Fox and I don't think Fox and Sabonis is getting them to a championship or getting them to the Western Conference Finals. It needs to be Fox fill in the blank and Sabonis. That should be the hierarchy. Just, just okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm with you. Here's where I'm at on it. I feel like I don't know if Sabonis may, may need to be working on this four instead of a five, and then go out and find that's, that big that can. That's his original that. position, though. You know, what I'm saying? five or four. Four. He's a four. Okay, so that's kind of uh, when you were saying earlier, CJ, about going out and get a wing. I said big. I don't know if you heard me or not, but I feel like they oh. they obviously lack that number five solid size. I mean, there's a couple of guys out there that wasn't signed this year that could have probably helped them in this game. 
you can name a few, that's for sure. But uh, I definitely do agree with you. At least someone that's a knockdown uh, big wing that can guard. Um, Harrison Barnes, I think it was showed something on Twitter in the last four game sevens. He's not even averaged over like 15 points, not even, not even scored over 15 points. Harrison Barnes has a name for, I don't want to say fading and be mean to him, but like we know the series when he was with Golden State, like they just let him shoot. Like that's what he's supposed to be at that three, four, whatever position can be a knockdown guy. He's not maybe a Brog, uh, a Brogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. There we go. Uh, could be one of those guys uh, pick up during this uh, trade, maybe even free agency. I don't know who's all technically free agent. I think Monk's growing. I think he's in a role now where he can step up and be a bigger guy, but I don't think he can be the number two guy. I don't think he's a Rodman. Uh, Murray, like you said earlier, no. he's up and coming. We'll see how he how he progresses. I'm just happy that even with like what Matt said, the, the beam died, the Sacramento Kings are relevant across the country now because of the series and what they've done all year long. No right. one knew what this beam was. So I think that they can be a landing spot because people like – Brown as a coach, defending uh, coach of the year for next year. Monk, I'm sorry, not Monk, but Fox, Mr. Clutch of the year. I think that they can make some noise when it comes to free agent this offseason. I don't know what we can really get come to Sacramento, but I think they are at least – when someone calls from Sacramento, I think these players are going to listen. Like, okay, that's very tempting because the up pace, uh, speed and offense, high scoring offense that they have – people's going to love that that's for sure so i'm happy for the kings and what we got go ahead that was it just i'm happy that the kings are bringing this up uh kings are uh having a bright future as matt says here fox next year could be in that talk of the i'm just saying of a candidate not saying he's winning mvp but no he can be he can be definitely i I think i'll be i think De'Aaron fox is a superstar in the making i I can totally see that on his way. I think Keegan Murray could be that guy. When he was at Iowa, he was playing in the post. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he has to space the floor. Yeah, now he became four spacer. Sabonis, yeah, because Sabonis is more of the paint guy. I, man, I think um, I think in a year or so, I, I think I think Keegan could be the – it could be Fox, Murray, and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. But I think with Sabonis' inability to space the floor, it hurts some of the um, – mm-hmm other skills that Keegan Murray has, because I know he had the most threes as a rookie in NBA history. Uh, he broke that record. But when he was at Iowa, he was playing in the post. He was he was doing a multitude of things. He was a three-level scorer. I, I think we need to see more of that from him. Um, and he played he played really good defense, uh, some solid defense. He struggled early in the series and then picked it up um, at, at the end, which is good. That's what you want to see. Um, and I think he's going to be really good. So I think Murray could could be that second guy for them going forward, but I think if they really want to unlock him something, you know, they, they gotta they gotta change some other things. They gotta change got some it. other things, man. Sabonis you gotta start shooting some more threes. Uh starts placing floor a little bit more. No, no, absolutely not. What do you say? Pat. Absolutely no, God, no. Absolutely. Well, y'all hate him so much, but that's now, fair. I will say I do think that Sacramento could also use another legitimate big, but not not cat. Cat's still basically a four that can't play defense. So, I mean, it's it's the same thing. Like, they need someone that can protect the realm. Hey, Sacramento, go get Anthony Edwards. Go get that man. 
I mean that that's that's never gonna happen. Go go go, go get that man. Find a way. Find a way to get him. Sacramento, go go back out there and sign Cousins to be that five that you all need. And I mean, that, you get a few. You talk about an all star wing. Anthony Edwards is on his way as an all star count, or if he is an all star caliber player. I mean, you're right. But, they're not going to trade the Minnesota's not going to give like their whole future and present after they just gave up five picks for somebody. If they can I do mean, it for I know what you're saying, man. So you so build around Cat and Gobert and get rid of Ant Man. Put that man. Put that man in a better position because it's not happening in Minnesota. It's not happening in Minnesota. I agree, I agree with that, but it's going to take a couple of years for him before he leave because he's going to take, he's going to take that match. It's going to be a contract you know, leave. You don't. Leave, you don't. Yeah, it's going to be a tra- contract trade. You don't leave that type of money on the table. Um, even though you know, and again, any, anything can happen. Anything can happen in the NBA. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. I don't, I don't see Ed Man obviously, but I, I get what you're saying though. They do need that dynamic type guy. Okay. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully this just theoretically, I don't. I'm not as bad as Nick on this, but hear me out. The Nuggets fold and they they bounce this round against the Suns. They don't have enough money or something. I'm just theoretically here. Would Aaron Gordon be a possible fit with this team? No. I mean, it's a good piece. No. Is it a game changing piece? Is it a series changing piece? I mean, they went seven games over <laughs> Golden State. So. Right. Uh, like you know, it could be. But where does he fit him though? So what is what are you gonna do? Are you gonna put Keegan at the three, and then have Aaron Gordon and um it's a bonus in your front court? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm saying I don't. I don't know if it's you know it's a good it's a good move. It's a lateral move though. You know, is it a vertical move? I don't think so. Um, that's what I'm saying. They need someone um, at that wing position that could. That could like if Fox doesn't have it going, like he was in foul trouble tonight, Ooh, right. and you know he wasn't able to you know really really get it together. He had some good shots, but he, he couldn't really Clay get Thompson, into a rhythm. That's what you meant to say, Nick. So what? So let's so let's okay. So let's do this. What if Jordan Poole? No, not Jordan Poole. What if not. somehow, some way, Brandon Ingram finds his way out of New Orleans? In Sacramento. That, I mean, that'd that's be a, nice from Sacramento, but I don't think it's going to happen either. That's a that's a. I mean, that'd be a great move for Sacramento, but that'd be a. I don't see how that would be smart on New Orleans and knowing Zion's injury um, concerns, and so now you don't have a second bona fide All Star. But what if he wants out? Guy with injury problems. But what yeah, if, what if, 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 if CJ McCollum's there now? Don't don't forget CJ McCollum is, at this point is probably come on man a third fourth option. Um, not a guy if you have, that can never, if you, he's never going to be a second guy on a championship team. We just we saw I agree. it in I agree seven years that. with Lillard. So, right, but I mean, if you if you had a chance to play with either De'Aaron Fox or CJ McCollum, you're going to choose to play with CJ. And no, 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 no I was just no shade towards CJ at all. Well, I mean, it's technically I think the comparison would be Fox and Zion because that's the number one on both teams. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I would go with Zion. If he's healthy and not over over the air right now, you'd have to go with I'd have to go with Fox. I mean, Zion's my that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm 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 going with Fox. Yeah, availability is the best ability, and um, you know when you average 28 games a season, (laughs) not 28 points, 28 games. uh, It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to defend them. And again, like I said, that's my guy, but I stay on the court. (sighs) Oh man, I just think 
how high I was on the Pelicans at the beginning of this year, and it was legit and good. It was legit, hey, yeah, it was legit. Hey, they were number two in the y'all, y'all, y'all both, y'all both disagreed, but y'all both came at me when I said they would be like a six seed because y'all were picking them to be like a six, two, three seed, and I was like, you guys we were going with healthy. I mean, and look, and look, they're good, but I that that was that was it right there. Zion's health. I said if he, I'm I'm concerned with him being healthy. Right now, look, now look. I didn't pick them. I didn't pick them to uh, to miss the playoffs, but mm-hmm. I just didn't have them as high as you know a two, three seed in the West. I'll have them back there next year. <sighs> Speaking of being surprised by players and 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 teams where they ranked and everything, let's go on over this team that we didn't think would be in the second round here. Uh, my guys in game one takes it from the Knicks, which again was the better team, really. New York Knicks, but yet Miami finds a way. Uh, scary moment towards the end of the game. Uh, Jimmy, I'm sorry, Hemi. Hemi buckets, rolls his ankle, but yet still stays in the game. Then practice on shooting the catch and shoot in the corner. CJ, I know you watched the game because you already called me out saying that I didn't watch it. What's your takes on this first game? How you feel moving forward? What you got? Yeah, I knew it was going to be a battle. Obviously, uh, these teams went up against each other from 97 to 2000. Uh, three three out of those four times and went to seven games. So this is going to be an ultimate chess match. It's going to be a battle for sure. I expected that. Didn't expect the sweep. Didn't expect the gentleman's sweep. That's lazy analysis. Um, we, we had Knicks had their opp- opportunities um, to win this one. Just it came down to lack of lack of shot making. Uh, the the Heat made their shots and the, and the Knicks didn't. I believe they shot like twenty something percent from three um, in, in this game. It, Miami did a really good job of packing the paint, especially in the second half. Spolstra made a great adjustment and, um, you know, kind of creating a wall for Brunson. Creating a, like You talk about creating a wall for Giannis, uh, but they created the similar wall for a 6-2 point guard, and, and it worked. And the only person that was really able to knock down threes in this game was Toppin. Every, everybody else just really couldn't, couldn't get their shot going. I know Grimes just came back off the shoulder contusion, so you didn't expect a lot of minutes from him in game one, but we're definitely what about RJ? Yeah, RJ, hits. he played well early, um, but in the second half, I felt like he kind of rushed some things, and he's, again, he's more of a paint player. He has to be able to space the floor, and Miami, they're not going to allow you to just get to the basket at will, like what we saw um, in with, with, the Cle- with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're, they're built different. Both teams kind of have the same identity. You know, they don't – they're not going to let you just go to the paint e- easily. You have to earn your shots at the three-point line. And and that's and that's what Miami did. It was a great game plan by Coach Spo in the second half. I thought that the first half, the Knicks really got what they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. He made that great – he made that key adjustment. Butler was uh, did a great job of driving and, and kicking out to some shooters. Gabe Vincent had a really good game, 25-5. and five. Some solid defense. Kevin Love got some good rebounds, some outlet passes. Um, yeah, that's in that crazy. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in that third quarter. So you know, it was just it was it was a, it was a good game. It was a really good game, and I think for the Knicks, they just got to be able to make their shots, man, because they're not they're not just gonna you can't just get to the paint at will against this team. Everybody's saying, I, I, I try to stay away from Knicks Twitter because it's, it's very toxic and a, a lot of a lot of people. <laughs> oh, you said Knicks, not Knicks. No, 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 I'm talking about Nick. No, no, not, not, not I'll Nick. I'm talking about oh. Nick's too. Positive over <laughs> here, man. pretty toxic, too, let me tell you. 
I'm toxic. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What you mean? I'm just being nah, mean nah. to you. Uh, yeah, I try. I try to stay. I try to stay. Try to stay away from Nick's Twitter because um, it, it can be very toxic <laughs> at times, and they they they're very emotional, and they don't really understand. A lot, a lot of them don't really understand the game of basketball, so they're like, "Oh, you know, Rand- Randall being out, it it hurt us, but it's still the same thing. He's a paint player that's not a great floor spacer, <laughs> so it, it might have been even worse uh, with him out there." Uh, yes, he's obviously a better player than Toppin, um, and he's actually you know more depth. But all in all, and he's he's played well against Miami in the regular season. But this is not the regular season. This is the postseason. It's a brand new season. Guys get more confident. Kyle Lowry had 15 points in this game. Uh, a champion, Kevin Love, a champion. So you know they're bringing their experience um, into into this series, and it definitely played a factor um, in Game One. So you know credit to Miami. Hopefully. Um, Thibodeau goes in, makes some adjustments. How many adjustments? I don't know. But ultimately, what it comes down to is, you know, the Knicks, they didn't, honestly, they didn't shoot great against the Cavs either, but they just were just the more physical team. They got more rebounds and they created more second chance opportunities. Miami, they're not going to let you get those second chance opportunities as easy as we saw in that Cleveland series. So you have to find other ways to be productive offensively. So we'll see what the Knicks do in game two, man. This is going to be a very important game on Tuesday. Have they said anything about Butler and how injured he is? We'll probably yeah, so right he, tomorrow afternoon. So he, he was he was driving right, and, you know, he initiated contact with Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh Hart, he fell, he fell in his, his, like, his right leg, uh, like, like connected with uh with Jimmy's ankle and he, and he rolled it. I think he'll be fine. He's, you know, he's a tough guy. I'm pretty sure he's played through. We saw him play through a probably a worse injury last year in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics, scored 47. So I'm not banking on him missing any time uh, at, at all. I mean, he, yeah, he didn't did, leave the game. No, he, he didn't. He didn't leave the game. And, and one thing that I wish Thibodeau would have did was, you know, if you okay, if you, if, yeah, attack them a little bit more. You know, run some you know screen actions. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets a switch and just go at him. Yeah. just get the switch and go at him. But Hart, Hart's not a great floor spacer, um, so he kind of he kind of just hid on Hart and, and played into our favor. And then for Thibodeau too, I felt like Toppin should have been out there in the fourth quarter. He only played two minutes in the fourth quarter. Did a really good job for mm-hmm. us in the first half. Had 18 points, eight rebounds, hit four threes defensively. Yeah, there's you know there's some there's some things he needs to improve on, but there's a lot of players that, that are playing in this in the playoffs right now that that could be better defensively. So and I know that's Tibbs' calling card. That that's Tibbs' calling card, and he's like, if you're not gonna play any defense, you can't you can't play for me essentially. But I've seen Randall be completely lackadaisical on defense all the time. Uh, but if, but we know it's it's a hierarchy when it when it comes to you know who you want to get mad at. But I felt like he should have played that second half. He brought a lot of life. He brought a lot of energy. The one thing for Toppin is when Love is out there, you have to box Love out. You can't leak. You have to box mm-hmm. him out, and you have to get. He has to be. He has to create second chance points because Hart is not going to be able to get the rebounds that we're accustomed to him getting on offensive rebounds because he's guarding Butler too. So he's gonna he's gonna be guarding Jimmy. That's a lot of energy and effort that he's exerting. Um, so you want him to go. You want him to go get ten rebounds and go guard Jimmy Butler and score. So some of those other guys on the court have to have to sacrifice and do some of those things in terms of boxing out, creating second chance opportunities for the team. So 
that's what I want to see from Toppin in game two if he gets some more minutes, man. And um, if not, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous, bro. Like I said, he's one of my favorite players on the team, but um, this, this, could, this could be his last year with the Knicks, and it's unfortunate because we really never truly got to see him at his full potential, obviously, because uh, the last few years that Randall's had. Just looking through the stats, even though I've got other questions going on in my head, I, let me just go ahead and get this one out while we've talked about it in the past. If Randall makes them worse, which I understand what you're saying, I agree with that. Do you think Randall could be out this year? I mean, I, I mean, the, the thing, the thing with Randall is, it's, it's just about what, how, how does he, how does he want to play? Mm-hmm. I don't want him shooting, you know, eight, nine threes a game. That's like right. I just. I don't. I don't think that helps our team. I, don't, I really don't think it does. If he if he plays more in the post, it's so funny to me because when he was in New Orleans, when he was with the Lakers, he was playing more his back to the basket, a little bit more of a face up game. But once he developed his shot, I felt like he relied on that too much. And yes, it's helped him get to have some of the you know best years of his career. No question. Uh, we all know the accolades that he's had as a Nick, but I'd like to see him playing a little bit more in the post, man. And uh, we've seen Brunson play off the ball, so that's not a problem. He doesn't necessarily need the basketball in his hands to be productive and impactful. Um, so I think if he's playing more off the ball, um, it, it creates another element for our offense. So I think I think Julie and, – and it could get Bam in some foul trouble, which I think would be a factor because once Bam gets in foul trouble, they have to zone up. They don't have the same type of size in the middle and the same type of rim protection um, when, um, when Bam is not out there. So it, it just it, – it, Small adjustments. We'll see if they we'll see if they make these moves. Um, I, I think Randall were, he had a nice workout before the game. I thought he was going to play, but they ruled him out. So I think he'll probably play in Game Two on Tuesday, and we'll see what happens. But ultimately, they have to make shots. That's that's it's a make or miss league. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you're not if you're not making shots, you're going to have a tough time. So my next thing that was in my head: if Randall's out, would he be a good fit for the Kings? I mean. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think, uh, and on a, on a level, yeah. I mean, there's twenty four and 10, 24, 10 and five, on on forty six, thirty four, seventy five shooting splits. So it's you know he's a, he's a he's a really good player. He's a really good player. But Fox is not a great floor spacer either. Uh, in terms right. of three point percentage, he's around like thirty one percent from three. Uh, and Randall's not a great three point three point shooter. I don't see that. I really don't see that working out. I'm not really thinking Randall's about that. not a Randall's not a fast paced pace player either. So, and that's kind of what the Kings are going to is just more up tempo pace. I mean, he, I feel like he can play that way. He's extremely athletic. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's just Tibbs' offense too. You know, Tibbs likes True. to slow it down because he, well, he even when he's at Kentucky, like I think uh, during the March Madness, like there are a couple games that Kentucky didn't even attempt a three point because we had Julius Randle down there, and I think Poythers was another player. Like, it was kind of like you were talking about earlier, his back to the goal. Like, that's where we fed it. And I can't remember who the other guard or big man we was. It might have been Scalabissier or whatever. I can't remember. Who had a, a, a short 15-foot jump shot, and Julius played with his back more to the goal. So, he's went away with that, like you said. I don't know. He's more of a bully ball kind of guy, slower paces why. As I was talking with you, I don't really think it would be a good fit for him to be a king. But no, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Even, I'm out. not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really thinking about you know tr- training him at this moment. I'm more okay. on 
you know, trying to, you know, hopefully win this series. And um, I just think looking right about, now, yeah. What about Lowry? Was was we impressed with him? Uh, Eighteen points yeah. off the off the bench, uh, hit a couple of crucial jump shots, uh, big shots in the third quarter. I think he hit one three. One, he looked like he flopped trying to get a foul, and somehow it still went in. But, you know, I didn't genius. CJ. But uh, I yeah, thought Lowry yeah. gave good minutes. Six assists, five rebounds, 18 points in 30 minutes off the bench. Yeah, he played great. Find it somewhere. Yeah. yeah, he played great. And, you know, when you when you see players like Lowry, you see players like Love in the regular season, you think, oh, they're done. You know, they're washed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I've definitely, you know, I've definitely had that take because I'm just like, bro, like, you're, you're still out there. You're getting 30, we have. 30 minutes. You're getting 30 minutes, and the, the team, they need you. They need you. You're the starting point guard. Now he's coming off the bench. So I think, you know, with him coming off the bench, he's, you know, he's accepting the role, and he's a champion. He knows he has to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So I think in the, in the postseason, he's, he's going to step up. He's going to play better. And, and I think these guys, they're going to want to make shots for Jimmy. They know teams are going to try to load up on, on Jimmy um, and make it difficult for him. And, and people sleep on Jimmy's playmaking. Really, really good playmaker at 11 assists tonight, uh, and that's why, so, and that's why not yeah. to cut you off. Like you know, watching at the, like watching the beginning of the game, you know the starting the starting lot of surrounding Jimmy was Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Kevin Love, and Bam. And I was like, Yo, Spo is a genius because he knows that Jimmy is a great primary ball handler and a great initiated playmaker. And now. The other th- three of the other four guys are shooters. They can all space the floor mm-hmm. and knock down shots. So I was like, yo, this is genius for Spo to do this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why he's, you know, top three coach in the NBA, uh, right up there with Steve Kerr. And I guess, you know, I, I would still put Ty Lue there. It just doesn't. I think Pop is in a category now where it's just like, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> but I, I'm looking at in terms of, more present day, present day. Now, if they yeah, get, pop, um, if, they, if they get whoever they get, you know, if they if they if they get whoever they get down the road, and they it could change some things. But I think right now, uh, pops already solidified. Uh, but pops I on cruise right now. Look, I don't want to disrespect and think that he's or in the old times style and, and hasn't adapted. I think pops probably one of the most that would adapt. I just think that he yeah. knows his team that he has now, and just like. This is what we got going on, so I, I understand. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. That's what I'm saying. Kerr, um, Ty, Kerr, Spolstra, and Ty Lue. To me, man. I mean, um, I, I don't. I don't see when it comes to making adjustments. When it comes to uh, getting the most out of guys that you really wouldn't expect. Though they're at the top. I mean, look at the Clippers and their roster. You look at those guys, just Norman Powell dropping 40 in some of those games. Look at the Heat, Gabe, Vincent, Struess. These are guys that, you know, no one really saw on a on a, uh, on a a mainstream level. And they come into Miami, they buy in, and it works. Same same, same thing um, with Steve Kerr, too, Kevon Looney, all these other guys. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think those are the top three in the NBA easy. Dog. Eric Spolstra is a genius, dog. Oh my god, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking of like right now, like certain plays and scenarios, and it's like, yo, like there's a reason why there's a reason why this man is respected for being like one of the best head coaches in the league. Of course. Well, I want to st- stay with this game, but I want to ask where y'all have Monty ranked at. Uh, he he's he's like the second tier to me. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's great. 
you know, he definitely got. I mean, he got his team in the finals, but I don't know. I, I feel like we might. I mean, and look, I mean, he 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 has a long resume because I mean, he used to coach in New Orleans when Chris Paul was there. So I mean, he's he has the experience, but I don't know if I put him in the same conversation as Spo or Ty Lue. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. Uh, we'll get in, we'll get into that we'll get into that series in a little bit, but I don't see him. Uh, he's not even in that same class as uh, those three guys we just talked about. Not okay. even close. Any anything else y'all want to talk about on the Heat Knicks? Um, Martin, so you know, not, not. great in a couple minutes. I, uh, I think Lowry stepped up when he saw Hemi go down and took over the game in the in the final minutes there, which is great to see. Uh, Duncan Robinson over tonight, thirteen minutes, zero points. That can't keep happening if we have a chance to win four games, which we won tonight. But still, I just love listening to New York fans in that arena. Like it actually felt like a playoff, which obviously it is, but the intensity of the fans and everything, like it was phenomenal to see superstars back out again or celebrity superstars back out in, in there that we're seeing quite a bit more of because the Knicks are relevant and it's nice to have that. I think it's great for the NBA. Yeah. Also, can people can people please, on Twitter, can people please stop saying that the series is going to end shortly? Because I'll be real. Coming into the series, I knew that this is going to be a great series. Depending on who y'all think wins, I think six, possibly seven. I think I think the series is going to be in for like that good of a series, in my opinion. It's Twitter, bro. It's, it's the land that are broken. So it's Twitter. It's like you know Nick in the uh, space giving up on his team, and then five minutes into the show, went and grabbed his hat and like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like you don't get emotional, man. Twitter is just a, um, <laughs> a very emotional man. <laughs> Twitter for the toxic. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Twitter, social medias, you know, media in general, let's go ahead and bounce on over to the uh, first round game six where we had the Lakers blast the Grizzlies in game six. And, of course, you know, Speaking of media, you know, we had a guy who just totally skipped out yet again. Every time he loses, apparently Brooks can't do uh, media time. And he's been fined $25,000, which to me is a slap on the wrist. Like, it should be fined more. There should be something bigger on that. But uh, listen, when we watched it live on our space, CJ, I think, said it the best. This is how you close out a game, uh, a series. The Lakers was just dominant the whole time. Uh, I think, what, they won by 40, was it? 40. Dylan 40. Brooks said give Dylan Brooks said give him 40. That's what they did. Yeah. And really got spanked anyway you want to say it. I even finally said that this isn't even entertaining to watch right now. And one of the people that was joined her space said, What? I'm like, no, like it's a blowout. Like this ain't fun to watch as far as entertainment. Like this is not a close game. This ain't a uh Warriors Kings game going back and forth. Like this is just flat out a blowout game. Shout out to Jaw, I guess. For what? The rest of the Grizzlies. Rest of the Grizzlies were a no show. Jaw didn't have a good game in game six either. He's he shot three I for agree. 16. That's uh, not a good game. true. But like Bain, I don't think scored until almost the third quarter. Maybe late in the second quarter, he had a three, I think it was. But like he's supposed to be that second guy on that team and he didn't show up. I like Bain. I thought he should have been MIP last year. Still think he's a great player, but dude, game six, 
closing out, uh, you got to show up a little bit more than that. I don't know if it was just too much pressure, which, you know, I've always said the Grizzlies are the Gonzaga of the of the West Coast. We've got the Philly that are Gonzaga of the East Coast. I also say that with uh, the Clippers as well. I've got a lot of Gonzaga teams, but Grizzlies are definitely a good in-season team. Playoffs, they look rough. Nick. Let's hear from you, man. What'd you think of this? The the Lakers closing out this game big time. This Lakers trade that they made in the uh, during the trade deadline, we're seeing why this team is really as good as they are, man. Because obviously, give credit LeBron had his LeBron had a pretty strong uh, score game. He shot nine for thirteen from the field. Anthony Davis had a great great performance as well, especially like letting his presence be known defensively under the basket. But to get thirty one points out of D'Angelo Russell. To get it to get a really good game out of guys like Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura, that was really what it was for me. It was really the supporting cast really stepping up because I mean we already know what the two headed monsters are going to bring to the table. But when you are able when you're able to get solid games from the other guys, and I think I want to say Dilo shot 12 for 17, 12 for 17 from the field too. So that's about 70%. So shooting the ball at a very high clip. So I'm very impressed. And as for Memphis. I still like Memphis. I still think that they're a really good team. Do they do they definitely need to go into the offseason and make some adjustments? Of course, definitely. But I mean, I'm I'm sure that they're the laughing stock now because you know of the jaw comments of the antics that Dylan yeah, Brooks right. has been <laughs> up, you know, and the Dylan Brooks antics and everything. But I still think that they're up there as far as you know being a great young team on the rise. Should they be more, should they be humbled? Yes. And I I definitely think that in this game six, they were definitely humbled. Um, Ja, like I said, Ja did not have a really good game. I think he had 10 points on three for 16 from the floor. Obviously, Dylan Brooks didn't have a strong game. Desmond Bain didn't have a strong game. Jaron Jackson Jr., great player. I just wish that he added more to his offensive package. But I mean, give credit to the Lakers. They were the better team throughout the course of the series. And like I and I, I even said it earlier early in the show, like if they would have had a more consistent AD who was just dominating both scoring and rebounding, the series probably would have been over in at least five games. So give credit to them. Had a strong performance, and now they're going up against the uh, the defending champs, and you know we'll we'll see how they can keep this momentum rolling. Hmm. CJ, what do you think? Wow, game game six was a uh, was was very very telling, and it really shows how dangerous this Laker team can be when when you have LeBron playing off the ball, when you have AD. Um, at times, may not bring it from a scoring standpoint, but you know what he's going to do off uh, defensively. And you got players like D'Angelo Russell, Reeves, Hachimura. Those were those three guys. I had Dennis Shooter in there as well, but you know those were the three or four guys that I felt like needed to have um, some some really good games, not just in this series, just going forward in complement with LeBron James and Anthony Davis if they want to have a chance to win a championship. Uh, obviously, obviously, it's imperative going up against the winning defending champs in the Western Conference semis. That that three of those, uh, I think, all three of them have to, have to step up. Honestly, uh, going up against that team. So, uh, but they they played great. You know, Rui, Rui and, and Ar to start the series uh, did, did a great job. And then I think D'Lo, you know, coming in strong, developing gaining some confidence. Look at that that game four game where he knocked down three threes in a row. Um, and and then obviously game six, like Nick just talked about, having 31 points, really started out hot, just going to the basket, wasn't necessarily just settling, something that I had talked about on, on, on the show last week, something that we talked about um, in, in our midweek show on Wednesday. It's just 
it just it just goes to show, man. Um, this that that trade that Rob Palenka made, those those few trades that, that Rob Palenka made, starting off with Rui Hachimura and then and then the other acquisitions, it, it worked out perfect. Twenty and nine since the trade deadline, um, going going into the postseason, top five in in, in defense as well. And Anthony Davis, uh, listen, I know you know. Obviously, I I expect twenty seven plus from him every single night, plus the defense, because that's what I've seen him do, especially his early days in New Orleans. Saw him do everything. So I expect now being in that Laker uniform with the expectations being as high as it is, and now you have LeBron as your teammate, it it should be a given of of how well you should play, and you're in your prime at that. This is what I see the game changer on defense. Players do not want to go into the paint when he's when he's in the middle, and and that's what you want from a center. That's what you want from your your the tallest player on the team. Changing the game in other ways. Okay, my shot is not on tonight. Can I get four or five block shots? Can I get a couple steals? Can I get a few offensive rebounds? Can you know? Can I get some defensive rebounds? Start some breaks and, and get guys running and going. And and that's what that's what he does. That's what he does. And. He, he he played relatively well in, in this series. There were some times where you know I definitely had some criticisms, but I think that's what we're just going to get from AD sometimes. I think we're going to have some games where he's just he's not all the way there. You just hope it's not for four games where they, it results in hell. <laughs> and 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 I and I said this. I said this before the playoffs started. LeBron and AD healthy. I just it's just difficult for me to see them lose four times against a team that doesn't have anyone close to the level of talent that the, that the, that uh, that they have. The Grizzlies don't have anything close to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. John Moran, special player, um, spe- special point guard. But outside of that, I, I don't see a game changer on, on the Memphis Grizzly team. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a, is, is a game changer. Uh, Defensively. Be, yeah, d- defensively, he has his moments. But he 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 needed to play like Anthony Davis in this series, and that's just not that's not where he's at right now. Still a young player, still has time to develop and get to that point, no question. But and but it's just it's just not there right now. It's still levels. And you know when I saw people pick the Grizzlies in this series without Clark, without Adams, guys that are bodies in the paint that could potentially get AD in foul trouble with proper boxing out with, with proper ways to box out and create some over the backs and things like that. I, I just knew that they were going to be the more physical team. I knew they were going to be able to get to the paint at will. And that's exactly what happened. And, and again, with, with those other guys stepping up, um, with the role players stepping up for for the Lakers, I knew they were going to get it done in, in six. Austin Reeves, I mean, I mean, what else, what else can we say? This is a this is a second year undrafted player. Great. <laughs> And, he, and the, you know the way the way he's playing basketball right now, he has high IQ. His ability to play make play his defense is underrated. People don't talk about his defense enough. Uh, maybe, maybe in the second series, maybe in the second round when, when they go up against you know when he's going up against Clay, and we'll see how he plays then. That'll be the ultimate test. I mean, he was running around guarding Bain. It's not less different. Completely different level uh, when you run when you run it around trying to stay in front of Clay and contest his shots. So. We'll see he's able to answer the call then. But uh, against Memphis, he did a great job. Hachimura did a great job off the bench. He's a three-level scorer. Uh, you know, he 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 could he started off being he started off being a mid-range guy, 
And now he's now he has an ability to also stretch the floor and shoot some threes. He can put the ball on the floor and and, and dunk the ball as well and finish. It's just it's just a perfect it's just a perfect it was a, it was perfect moves perfect moves for the Lakers to save save their season. I got to give Rob Palenka a lot of credit uh, for for the acquisitions that he made, man. And um, for for the Grizzlies standpoint, uh, you know I've been, I've said this so many times on the show. I said this on the space. They need a small forward. They, they, that's what they need. They're just like just like I said with Sacramento, um, I think Sacramento is still more. Uh, there's still more questions because because Keegan Murray's a rookie, so I don't. I'm not gonna say, oh, he, he's never gonna be that because yeah. he's still so young. Um, but for Memphis, they they need that like badly. Dylan Brooks, the unrestricted free agent, I wouldn't bring him back um, because he can't space the floor, and he his defense is okay. It's not as great as other people called thought it out to be. And then also with the extra stuff and with him, it's cool to talk trash, but you're not at least at least face the music when you lose, and and that's and that's the thing. And I think that's why I think that's why he lost a lot of respect from people because it's one thing to you know call somebody old and and say this and that and, and talk trash, but when you lose, you, you don't want to speak to the media. He got fined twenty five thousand by the league for not doing that. Uh, it's just it's just weird. It's that's just that's just a weird person. That's not somebody. That's just not somebody I, I would want on my team, uh, truthfully. And um, and I don't know. I don't know. That's just a. It's a weird, it's a tough offseason for him, man. He did a lot of talking and didn't play well. And this is a he he could have put himself in the he could have put himself in a position to make a lot of money. I don't know what what a contract looks like for Dylan Brooks now um, after this after this series. So uh, I, I think I don't know many yeah. contracts in China. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah, I think they need to move on from him and actually find a small forward for for this team. I think if they could get that small forward, that wing player, that. Mm-hmm. With in, the, in his jaw, Bane, fill in the blank, Jared Jackson Jr. and Stephen Adams. That's a good team. They're, and then I mean, because they're they're already going this way, right? Just by just on base of what we've seen over the last couple of years. So it's just you know it's just when you when you go here and you kind of hit a plateau, you you just think you got to look at your roster and say, okay, what are we missing? And I, I think I think that's what they're missing, man. And um. I think once they get that, I think they could be true threats in the Western Conference. Who was it that got traded from the Suns this year that, to the Bridges? Do you think the the Nets make any kind of movement and just go ahead and, and blow it up, or do you think no. they gonna try to no, they're going to build around him. They're going to build around him and Cameron Johnson and Claxton. They're, they're another right. team that just a couple more pieces away, I think a point guard, right. and you know we'll, we'll see what, what that other guy. What he does, but so sorry. Uh, so, uh, Nick, I don't think you talked too much on the game. Well, yeah, I started with you, didn't I? But I want to ask you guys this Grizzlies were hurt, correct? Like they right. were didn't down, have Clark, right. didn't have Clark, didn't have Steven didn't Adams, and they took the Lakers in game six. Like, part of me wants to say, Man, what if the Lakers make it to the finals and they win it? Like, this would be labeled as LeBron's greatest comeback of a team, even though they made trades, trades, and all this stuff. Like, this would be a great story for the Lakers, but. I think we might need to back it up a little bit and hit the brakes here as far as way a lot of fans are at least acting like, hey, this team has a chance. And I'm not calling that you out on that, CJ, because I know you're on them. We definitely have a chance. Right. I will will say this, though. I will will say this real quick. If the Lakers get to the conference finals and they beat Phoenix Suns, because I I do predict Phoenix will come out of the series against Denver, if they can beat Mm -hmm. Phoenix, 
I think the chances are really, really high. Really high for them. I mean, I'm going to go as far as saying I think the winner of the finals is coming from the West. I mean, I just I feel like the better teams are in the West. Now, by the time they get done battling and get to the finals, you always have that, hey, well, they they exalted everything. East yeah, was hope, easier. But, you hope but still, no injuries, right. Right. I'm not wanting to get too much in that to make, uh, I guess, excuses for teams or anything. But my thing is, the Lakers played great, yes, but they did take six games to close out against the Grizzlies, who was shorthanded. They're, they're still a good team, though. They're still well, good. Just, they I'm, were the I'm, second I'm, seed. They were the second seed full strength. Right. We got to remember that. Like, they were the second seed, but all they had was jaw. Let's be honest. Bain is good, but Bain didn't show up very much. Brooks talked about well, in, in the games that they won, he had he had his best game. He was game. he was great. Right. Yeah. So, I guess what I'm asking, like, should we be a little more conservative about this Lakers team? Like, yeah, they had great numbers. They did well. They played. Yeah, CJ, you see what Michael tried to do? Well, I'm just I'm asking. I'm trying to look at all odds or all corners here and just kind of see, like, when they go up against Golden State, who went six games, seven games against the Kings. Like, do we expect the Lakers to close out this game? This series in five? Are we thinking the Warriors in game six, seven? I'm just asking. I'm not saying. Like I, I think it's a seven game series. Um, at least six. You know, we can see what happens, but I say six. I, I see that. I see that. I see that being. I see that going seven. Um, conservative? No, you got you got LeBron James, Anthony Davis on the same team. Absolutely not. Expectations are going to be Western Conference Finals at least. Um, at, honestly, Finals. If healthy, and that, this is what I'm saying. Like, with both of those guys healthy, I just that's what I that's the only thing I could see. I'm injured, okay, cool. Obviously, that plays a different factor. Right. But when you have when you have when you rank the when you rank the players, and this this is what I always do. You guys will be laughing at me. We know, when you, we know. When you rank the when you rank the players, you, you're ready. You're ready. Six. If he plays like that every game, like it's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a top. If he plays like if he plays like how he's supposed to play, is the top five right. player in the NBA. LeBron, to me, is still the top five player in the NBA. I don't care how old he is. Yeah, he, not, he didn't do. He didn't shoot great. Um, in in this series, okay. He's still top. I mean, he's top five I'm player trolling. in the postseason. I mean, it's, it's only I'm trolling. Curry, Bron. What we what we talking about today is NBA or all time. I mean, right in the po- I was throwing that all time. Nah, yeah, in the postseason right now, it's only I, I say Curry, Braun. Like who are who? Like who, who are the guys that like KD. you would trust? Like leading the way to the championship? KD. Of course, it's yeah, KD, Braun, Steph. Gian- Giannis is still up there, even though they did I mean, lose in the yeah, first round. Yeah, and you could go, you could throw Butler in that five. Cool. I mean, Tatum. I mean, can't sleep on Tatum and Brown. And I mean, now Tatum's mean, up there. Tatum's definitely up there. So, I might I mean, put I think I might put Tatum over Butler for right now at least, just because he did get to the finals. Jimmy got to the finals too. I mean that's true. Yeah. That is true. Dang. True. How did I forget about that? How did I forget about that? Both, My bad. I mean, they, they both they both defeated each other to get to the finals. Yeah. So how did I forget about I that like, that quick? <laughs> is that no one mentioned Embiid or anything with Philly? Like nobody has hope in them. Are we surprised? I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. trust James Harden in the playoffs. They're about to get so smacked by Boston. Let's just be real. They're about to get smacked. Right? Yes. Well, I mean, we're here anyway since we're kind of talking about that. Let's just go ahead and switch on over there. The the Celtics and Sixers preview, uh, I mean, 
keep going there, Nick. You said they're about to get smacked by the Celtics. Like, how quickly? Because Embiid is not going to play for game one. We know that now. I'm pretty sure it's depending. 85%. Depending on Embiid's health, health, if he if he misses these first two games, possibly, I see Boston winning five. I see five games. Um, yeah, without it. Well, even even if Embiid does come back for like game three or so, they might get a win in Philly. But I think Boston right now. And look, I mean Boston. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say this with confidence because Boston. I mean, and look, they got past Atlanta in six games, but Boston down the stretch does kind of concern me because a lot of their decision making is a little iffy to me. So, you know, I there's definitely some concerns there. But when you talk about a healthy Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown had a really good first round. You put some respect on him, Michael. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, we we look at the full strength, man. Exactly. Honestly, Jalen Brown had a really great first round, and then look, I mean, and he can play defense. Then you got the supporting cast, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, who just won six men of the year. Um, Marcus Smart, um, Robert Williams, Al Horford, Derek Williams. You know, I think when you look at their supporting cast, I would probably put it ahead of Philly, not not disrespectfully. I mean, they got great guys: Tobias Harris, Anthony Melton, Tyrese Maxey, rest of these guys, but. I think Boston at full strength is, is an overall better team than what Philly will be. So, without Embiid, depending on how long, depending on, depending on how long Embiid's going to be out, I would say Celtics win at five. But if he does find a way to come back in at least game two, possibly six, who knows? Yeah, I mean they're they're calling the LCL sprain for a seven footer, two hundred and eighty pounds with already injury concerns. I think I don't know how many games he plays, man. I'm not confident, even if he does come back. It's not like he's coming back in a series that it's going to be a cakewalk. <laughs> you go to because the right. you know the reigning Eastern Conference champions they already have your number. They've, he's never beaten the, the Celtics in in the playoffs ever. Uh, they used to they clapped him a couple years ago. Um, so it's just this this is just it's going to be a dog. It's going to be a dog fight either way. You got Robert Williams and 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 Al Holford. Al Holford's had his number for years, and he's still my MVP, but. He's not 100%. So I just, it's tough for me to have full confidence in that. So you got a, you got a, you know, an injured Joel Embiid, and you got a James Harden who's spooky in the playoffs, very spooky player. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's just what it is. I, can, I don't, I don't trust him in the playoffs at all. Um, so I could see, I could see five, man. Again, I don't know how many, I don't know what, I don't know what Embiid's status is. I just don't know. Doubtful for game one. LCL screen. We saw Kawhi miss the last what four games? Four, four games, four, yeah. five, four games after he injured after he sprained his knee, or three games so, actually. Yeah, cool. three games. Yeah, three yeah. games. Yeah. So, uh, and this is oh. he's he's and he's much taller and much bigger. Sixes and seven. You don't believe that? You don't believe? Nah, that. come on, man. <laughs> stop, 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 stop trolling. Stop trolling, oh. bro. Oh, you don't believe that, bro? Unless I'm James Harden turns into Michael Jordan. Here. Can't give, can't give me no X's and O's as to why how they're gonna get as as, as to how he's gonna get over the hump, bro. Give me X's, give me X's and O's analysis. I sure will. Yeah. Uh, I do. Nah, think I just, moving forward, it. I think Tyrese Maxey has to be the number two on this team, uh, and I'm I'm looking at, at for next year. I, I think Harden, like you said, you you can't without Joel and B. There's no upset. I'm sorry. There's no upset. It it would be a miracle if they beat Boston 
without Embiid. Let's just be honest. I mean, he's more than likely winning the MVP, and to go past. Which, the by the way, round, by the way, they are announcing that on Tuesday. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I mean, Embiid may only miss one game. He says, "I don't know." Like I said, I don't know how bad. But the, okay. but that's the thing though. Like even even even. But, the, but that's the thing. Like even if even if Embiid does come back, like even if Embiid does come back game two or three, like I don't think we're gonna get like a strong Embiid. I don't think we're gonna get like hundred percent Embiid. LCL sprain might went might need a brace. I'm out. I'm out on Philly, bro. Sorry, guys. I'm out. Let's. No, it's it's over. It's over. <laughs> I, I don't want to get. Well, I mean, I want to glorify both the the teams of what they have now and kind of stay like head to head. What's going to go on during this series? But like, you can't fall into. I mean, it's it's so easy just to fall into what everyone says. Like, it's what Philly does. They lose here. Like they they make it to the playoffs. They are very relevant all year long, and this is where they exit. Like this is their whole story for the past half half decade, basically. Yep, last five years. Yep. So I mean, this really is what we expect, right? The Celtics can come out and just dominate. Uh, I mean, Maxi can guard a little bit. Harden doesn't play defense. Harris had a pretty good uh, series last series. Seriously, that's Brooklyn. Yeah. Let's let's see how he continues to play. I think he has to be. Very big. He has to prove right now why you didn't take Hemi Butler and went with Harris in this he'll series. Never, he'll never be able to prove that. But if they have a chance, I'm saying he's got to. But, yeah, I, I mean, really, the Celtics has been the top-tier team all year long and has been so quiet. You know, I, I don't understand how the Celtics have, had was the number one seed for a long time. Uh, they came out of the gates hot, and people were talking about them, but then they kind of just cooled off as far as in the conversation, and it went to the Bucks and Embiid, I feel like. So I think they have a lot. They're of, quiet to you? I, I feel quite, more quiet than what they deserve. I mean, this has been one of the better teams, but still, like. I'm about to say, because, I mean, even, even I mean, I, I always had Boston over Philly. Even with Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think we had them over them, but I still feel like that quietly – Talking about how good of a chance that they have to win the finals, like it's always just been the Bucks or 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 bust really on this, and which they busted. But like, so now who who's the who's the front runner in the East? Boston easily. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it was it was going to be between Boston and Milwaukee either way. But I'll be real, even 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 with even before the playoffs, I still have Boston, even with Milwaukee being the one seed. Okay, you did. All right. Okay. And then, and then so so for the Sixers, you know, say if they get packed up in five, which it's very possible. I don't me personally, I don't resign James Harden. I'm not giving James Harden nah. three million dollars nah. at thirty four nah. at thirty four years old. I, I would use that money to um you know add some more depth. I know he led the league in assists and you know, you know, his defender his defenders will make make those takes to try to save face, but uh, if he doesn't perform in the playoffs again, I'm good. I'm good. I know Daryl Morey is this guy. I know that's obviously one of the main reasons why he went there. It's because their relationship in Houston. I get it, but but, but where does he go? If, I, if I'm a, if I'm the Sixers, I don't really think that I wouldn't really care. He wants to go back to Houston. I'm saying for him. Oh, for him? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see that working either because I don't think the timeline works with Udoka. I think we talked about this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think do you, I don't think Udoka would want. Udoka wants Twitch's defense, and you're going to bring in a 34 year old guy that doesn't play defense and <laughs> has the ball. He can't play off the ball. Right. He needs the, he needs the basketball in his hands to make an impact. I don't, I don't think that doesn't sound like a good fit to me. I, I don't know where he goes. They might just, they might just have to end up resigning him just on just. Like you just like you kind of like what you're saying, Michael's like, what else? You want him in Miami, Michael? No, no, you are defense. No, no, we play defense and we actually want to like work hard. Harden had a, I mean, there's fat Harden. There's hey, James Harden was probably in the best shape this year than he's ever been in his career. I, I need. I need to see, I, he needs to have. He needs. Can he? Can he win? Can he win two games before Embiid gets back? Because he didn't do he didn't do it last year question. against against yeah. Miami. <laughs> I remember they were down 0-2 and B came back, then they tied it up 2-2. But that's the thing though, because so, like, like <laughs> a lot of people will say that Harden was dealing with the injury too. So it was like, I don't know. Well, everybody's dealing with injuries. Everyone. This, is, this is like the 90-something game in the hey, like, so, I'm just telling y'all what they're saying. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. And yeah. I, I've seen that too. Yeah, this is like this is like game 90-something for everybody, bro. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. <laughs> If you if you if you're not on, if you can't play, don't play. But if you're out there, that's I mean, if you're out no there and, you, and you're trying to, yeah, there's no excuses. You're gonna get criticized. If you lace up, you're you're able to play your that's, best. That's what it is. up, really. So if he, and, and if he's in the best shape of his career right now, can he win two games? No. Before it, and uh, can he win? A, let's say and B comes back, game three. Can they split it? If confidence, if, if, conf, what's your confidence level? One out of ten, and they go one one before. And if and B comes back, game three, one through ten, because oh, it's I, at Boston I, the first two games. I doubt right? it. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. No, Celtics go up two zero. <laughs> so what do we talk? I mean, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, really, just talking about it. I mean, I think Celtics take one game from that series or from the two game stand at home for Philly. So I mean, yeah, I think in five, I think this is over with. And and for, for Max and for Maxie, I think he could play well. But the thing with Maxie is you have Tatum, Brown, Smart, and Derek White. Those are four wing defenders. Aren't, like that's right. that's like that's a lot to ask for him to go out there and get 20, 28. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like what do we like Harden? Like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Maybe come on the show next week. Like, yo, this guy, yo, game three, stepped up. That's game true. one and two, he showed out. Prove me wrong. But as over the last five years, man, been folded. So nah, until I see until I see something different, I'm I'm gonna keep riding with that narrative, bro. And then that's that's just what it is. Like I said, I like Maxi. I agree with you. Maxi should one thousand percent be the second option on this team. Um, yeah, if, if he if he gets that that green light, he unlocks his game. He's gonna be a special player. He's gonna get an extension. I think that's where they need to go, and then find a third guy with, next to him, be it and Maxi. Um, but like I said, prove me wrong. Right. But I mean, but also let's be real. I mean, even with the fully healthy Embiid, I still got this. I still got Boston winning the six. So fully, either way, it uh, is. Well, I, I, I mean, it's tough to even say fully healthy Embiid. I mean, I know you, I, I get what you said on, on a hypothetical level. If right. he was healthy, I, I would have gave them a much much better chance just based on how Embiid was playing. Um, and 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 honestly, you you could take even though Brooklyn got swept. They did a solid job on him, you know, loading yeah, up. I know the other guys had to make shots, which is, <laughs> this is a team game, so you hope so. But 
they did a good job loading up. Getting He had to get the ball out of his hands quick. He really couldn't get to his spots as quickly as he would like to. Um, I think he should play a little bit closer to the basket. He plays too far out. So, so now when you trap him, he really can't make a move. At least you could you could give it up, give it right back in the easier position in the paint. So now right. you, they can't completely sell out and, and trap you like that because if they do, it's an easier shot for a teammate or you could just go up and dominate in an and one light work. So, but that's not the case now. So I can't even, I can't even bring that type of analysis to the table because he's not 100%. It's tough. I, I feel for Sixer fans, man. Really okay. Do. Beginning of the year, we all said if Philly don't go anywhere, that, that they're done. Doc's fired, Harden's out. Blah, 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 fill in the blank. Might get a pass because Embiid is hurt. That's what I was about to ask. Like, does this Embiid knee hurt hinder that happening? Or are we still – because Embiid always gets hurt in the second round as well. Like, what one time it was a pinky, wasn't it, where he was out for like two games. And everyone was like, wow, this is ridiculous. Like, you're hurt over that and you're out. And then one time it was a knee. I think he missed a game last year or something. So now we're at it again. Yeah, broke his – he had a uh, fracture in his face. Right. I remember Siakam yeah. elbowed them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's got to be a time where these injuries, we got to say, okay, like it's going to keep happening apparently and move on from this, right? I, I just don't think – No, no, no. Move on oh. from from where we're at, I guess. Because, I mean, if Embiid's always going to get hurt, like you've got to be able to have something that – somebody that can step up, another big that can take over like they had with uh, – Never mind, I'm not even going to go there. Get, get Damian Lillard to Philadelphia. They're going to want Maxi, bro. That's the thing. Make it happen. And keep Harden for cheap. Let, let that man walk somehow, some way, man. I mean, I mean on, it would on, have to be on, a, yeah. a like a signed trade with Harden to make the money match. Like, hey, we'll sign him here and trade him to Portland. Because, I mean, Portland – could use Harden, I think, because they're in rebuild anyway. It's like, okay, Harden, keep us, you know. Some, or just trade some, Harden and then Harden get a buyout from Portland, if that can happen. I could see that more than anything. But, yeah, I'm but, with you. Like, it's got to be someone, a superstar caliber, that can take over when Embiid's out for the game. Not, but but Portland wouldn't take that trade. They're going to want Maxi. They're gonna want. They're gonna want. They want someone to build with. They're gonna want somebody that's gonna be there. Yeah, they're they're not gonna take Harden when they know Harden was gonna have one foot in. But I mean, they're already. I mean, they're already technically in rebuild, anyways. Nah, I I get what you're saying, but it's like like three years out rebuild. Yeah, but why? Yeah, but I'm saying, why would they take that deal? Why would they just give up Lillard for Harden when they know Harden won't stay? That's a bad trade. I see what you mean. They wouldn't do that. And again, I have my criticism for Trailblazers. Don't get me wrong; uh, they've been the most questionable team in the NBA. But well, I mean, if you get there, to me, anyways, they're going to be wanting first round picks more than anything. And I think if they could get enough first round picks in the deal with a Harden, and then basically buy him out and and be out, that might well, be more tempting. Just uh, I mean, we're looking probably four or five first round picks plus Harden and. Probably, like you said, Tyrese as well, just to say that's someone that we can use for our future. Harden, we don't even care about you. It's just to make the books work. And now we got our four to five first round picks with basically Tyrese. I could see that happening. Well, they gave up two first round picks to when they traded Ben. Let's not forget that. So, right. so they, how many they, do they, like, have, they don't know, have many, them, I guess. Right. So, they, I mean, listen. 
Daryl Morey. They traded Ben. They gave up two first round. Yes, that they is, did. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, but this is my thing I mean, with Philly, though. Because Ben's not even playing. But this is my thing with Philly, though, because I mean, I mean, we all agree that in this day's NBA, you got to have two All Stars on your team. So if they don't work with Harden, and look, I love, I love Tyrese Maxey, but I and look, I mean, he's he's had a great past few years, but I do question if he's really like the second option for a team that could help you get a championship. I mean, he may be, he may, he may be, and we never know. But like, as right now, I don't really see it. So it's like, why? You know, I'd what I'm rather, saying you, I'd rather. Yeah, go ahead. My bad. No, no, no you good. Go ahead. I said I'd rather find out than than pay Harden fifty million dollars over four years. I get that. To repeat what we're constantly doing, what we're already seeing exactly. So it's like. So I mean, at least, and Tyrese, I think what he's two years into the league. Like this is his second year, or is this his third? Three, yeah, three, yeah, three. So I mean, technically, he's still, still growing. You know, I mean, he's probably not even twenty four yet. So I mean, he's his ceiling is still not been reached at all. Harden is at his ceiling, and it's kind of falling down. I'm not taking anything from him, but that's just Father Time winning on this here. So I mean, I would rather go with Tyrese and say, "Hey, this is what we can still build with," and we're maxed out with Harden. And we're going. But how long can we wait, year. though? Because I mean, Embiid's in his prime right now. I agree. I think two years tops with this. No, I think they, Max, they, they, I they, I think Max is ready to go. In my opinion, I think he's ready to go. I mean, if you well, say there's only way that we'll find out. It's with Harden not there. If you if you put the if you put the basketball in his hands and let him be the wing, because like because that's what you need with a big with a dominant big. We've seen it historically. Match Kareem, Shaq, Kobe, Penny, Shaq, Wade, Shaq. You know, this is, this is all we've seen. Ooh, you have a wing. You got a wing and a dominant big. So, um, I, I'd rather I'd rather see what what you got with Maxine. I think I think he's ready right now, bro. Based on the, the games we've seen him play uh, in the regular season Kentucky, and, bro, and in the great. playoffs, yeah. And it, yeah, I mean that that's Kentucky guard. We're gonna get to another Kentucky guard here soon, but um, he is like, I think he's gonna be a special player, man. I, I really do. I agree. I really do. Yeah, I know you agree. I, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's just, I would, I would rather build that roster with that 50 per, 50 mil per, that opposed to, it's much cheaper. And, and then you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to pay Maxi. Maxi's eligible for a five over 200 million dollar contract. So, I mean, that that's that's a given right there, obviously. So I think from there. You see what you could get for Harden. Maybe you see what you could get for uh, Tobias as well. Um, you know, he hasn't really lived up to his contract at all. Sure so, hasn't. It's crazy how we already we, it's not even game one. You talking <laughs> about already, off-season moves for the Sixers, but they've already lost. <laughs> so we, we really don't. We think are we are so disrespectful, man. I mean, spades yeah. a spade, man. That's all I can say. Like, being this is what they do. This is what they do. <laughs> I mean, that's all we can say. So, yeah, I think Celtics are a much better prime team, younger, ready to go, all firing on all cylinders. It's it's really just going to be – I don't want to say walk in the park. That sounds disrespectful, too. I just feel like they're more poised to move on. Let's just say it that way, I guess. You all agree? Is there anything else to talk about in this series? No, nah, man. They, they, they have the Celtics have more experience. They they're, they're trying to, you know, win the champion. They, they tasted it, but they just didn't get there. 
Uh, they were two games away from winning the championship. So all those guys are motivated, man. Uh, even Brock, even though Brogdon wasn't on the team last year, he wants to have, you know, he wants to win the championship too. This is what you play for. Mm-hmm. That's why he was willing to come off the bench. He could have been a starter on 29 other teams. Um, so, you know, for him to be willing to come off the bench and be a six man, he wants to sacrifice. He wants to win. Right. I just think the Celtics are on a different level. Yo, best way to put it right there. Something, yeah. something just came up for me, man. Something just came up, and I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this. I think that I think Ime Udoka took the wrong job because Doc Rivers could be out after this year, and that could have been right there for Udoka to take. Coach Joel Embiid. Yeah, I mean, he, he could have waited. He should have waited. I agree. Probably, yeah. I, I thought he was going to wait a little bit, uh, but Nick Nurse is right there. Wait, yeah, that's team. true. That is true. So uh, yeah, that could that could be a nice that could be a nice fit. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Udoka was just going to wait, like a, you know, probably till after the the finals after season. Yeah, but I, I think I, I like the Udoka move because it's kind of like a college situation where the coach has a lot of control. That's true. And uh, you know, but you know, he you know didn't make the best decisions when he had even he didn't even have all the control in Boston and you know, messed that up. So. Uh, and we saying. still don't know what happened. Yeah, like it just went so hush. This is crazy. So, so I mean, you know, how much control is good? We'll find out. But based on what we saw his first year as a head coach, we would obviously hope from an X's and O's standpoint. <laughs> from X's and O's. X's and O's. Said X's and O's for a second. I was like, whoa, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's up? This is for the this podcast for the kids, man. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Keeping it PG um, right here. Yeah, so we'll see what's up with Udoka. But I think, yeah, listen, if they do get rid of Doc, I, I can see I can see Nick Nurse in there. And also, I want to see some some fresh blood, bro. I'm tired of seeing the same recyclable co- see, mm-hmm. same coaches over and over again, man. Let's see some new I'm guys. I'm so Let's glad see some not seeing coaches. any Van Gundys making any oh, that's coaching. Yet. God, it seemed like every other year one was hired somewhere. Shoot, Jeff, Jeff hasn't had a coaching job in like 20 years. Price is what the Rockets? The Rockets, yeah. Two thousand seven. Yeah. But yes, I do apologize. I'm looking at our, our uh, topics over here, our banners, and I didn't realize I skipped one when you said the Kentucky player. I was like, hold up, what's coming up next? But uh let's go ahead and backtrack a little bit on our list here. Let's go ahead and transition over to game one of the Nuggets and the Suns. And Nick, how'd you how'd you feel this game went out? Because I'll I'll give you props here. Yeah, in our spaces when we were talking about this on Twitter, Nick actually said he thought the Nuggets would win game one and then the Suns will pull off three games in a row here. So you called game one for sure. Because I remember CJ thinking, what in the world? Why would they win three after losing one? But so let's hear from you. How did you know the Nuggets would win this game? <laughs> I just I just figured, you know, game one on the home floor, playing in the altitude, you know, that's always something that a lot of road a lot of road teams can have, have some troubles adjusting to, um, you know, having the energy, the crowd behind them. I just, I just feel, I just feel like, the, I just feel like Denver was going to come out better. Uh, give credit, give credit to Jamal Murray. Really led the way, set the tone for them offensively. I think Denver defensively is pretty good as well. And you know, and they got the job done. You know, they, I think they ended up winning. I think they won by like what eighteen points. They, they ended up leading by like twenty plus points. So I mean, they had pretty much full control of the game, especially in the second half. Um, I, th- I thought the supporting Cavs to one hundred seven. Okay, yeah, 18 point, 18 point win. So the supporting cast for Denver stepped up significantly. Bruce Brown had a strong showing overall. And, you know, I mean, just definitely give credit to Denver. I mean, Phoenix has some adjustments. I think that, I think that, you know, I think this is going to be, 
And look, I know <laughs> CJ's not <laughs> CJ's not high on this guy, man, but I need to see a stronger showing from DeAndre Ayton, especially defensively. Especially defensively, man. Going up, I mean, you have the task of defending the reigning two-time MVP in a lot of people's eyes. He's going to win the third one. Who knows? But, you know, you need to come out assertive. You need to come out locked in and ready, honestly. Because, obviously, you know, he's probably going to be – I mean, I'm sure we all know he's probably going to be limited offensively, especially when you have guys like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant who's going to be leading the way for them. So how can you make your presence known in this series? And it's going to have to be defensively now. There was a lot of – there was a lot of moments where – a was trying to defend drop coverage, and then and now you got Jokic rolling to the basket. I actually sent CJ a clip that that I ended up that I ended up cutting up earlier today, and I'm like, yo, like, come on, man, you gotta be locked in, you gotta be ready. So, Nuggets took Game One. Kudos to them. I think that Phoenix will bounce back and get Game Two. I think that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker will have a strong showing in that contest. And Game Three and Four, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's up for grabs. I mean, I do I do predict that Phoenix will probably win those Game Three and Four, but. This is gonna be a good series. I think I think it I think it goes at least to six. I see this series going seven. Remember when I said one of the top plays was LeBron and AD pick and roll screen action? Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Jokic. Also in that category as well. What what are you going to do? Um, because man, the the way Murray just I mean, we talk about playoff Jimmy. I, I guess I guess playoff Jamal. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess when you play well in the play, you get the playoff in front of your first name. Uh, it's just he's he's <laughs> he's been he's been sensational since like, thirty four points, five rebounds, nine assists uh, for the game. Just throwing that out there. Keep going. Had a, had a forty point game in the, in the first series in, in round mm-hmm. one. Had a thirty five point game in round one. He just he turns it on. Uh, had a phenomenal layup in transition on Kevin Durant. Um, yesterday, he just—he's—he's he's an excellent shot creator. I, I mean, I'll, I'll start here with Aiden, man. I just—I <laughs> just—I just don't—I just don't see it. I—I I don't see it. You look at Kevon Looney. This guy, this guy goes out there. He knows he's not going to get these. He knows he's not going to get ten touches in the game. Unless he gets an offensive rebound. Unless he gets offensive rebounds and puts it yep. right back up. You're telling me this dude, number one pick. This guy was a number one pick in the 2018 draft. Great class, great draft class, by the way. One of the best really great. In, the la- in the last two decades. But wow. this guy, man, he just he's just not down. He's not he's not dominant enough for me as a center. I would never, I would never pick him as my starting center if I started the team. Never, ever at all. Doesn't do enough for me. Doesn't change the game on defense. Doesn't yeah, get any offensive rebounds. This guy has. I got 30, it, baby. This guy gets thirty plus minutes. This guy gets thirty plus minutes. Can only get seven rebounds. KD had fourteen rebounds. Jokic had nineteen rebounds. In, in on yesterday in game one, he had seven. Okay, uh, with the amount of possessions that these guys and the amount of shots that these guys take. On, a, on in the modern day NBA, you're seven feet tall. You only can get seven rebounds, and we just saw Kevon Looney in a game seven get twenty one. Stop it! I would never take him ever at all if I was starting the team as my starting center. Not even close. Uh, defensively, he's not there. The effort's not there. 
he, he'll still set he'll set a screen, doesn't really fully roll to the basket. He just likes to take that little mid range shoulder. Yeah. Like what do you so um you know he doesn't bring the physicality for me that I want from a center. And that's just what it is, man. You know, can he prove go ahead and prove me wrong, bro? Go ahead. You you playing the games. You have an opportunity. You're, you're, you're in the games. You have an opportunity to change to change the narrative on how people look at you. I'm going off what I, I'm going off how you play. So until that changes, I'm 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 gonna I'm keep that narrative going, man. So just a weird, just he's one again. He's in that spooky spooky playoff player list for me, bro. He's he's right there up there uh, with some of these other guys. And if he's if he's not able to make Jokic work defensively, Jokic is gonna have a field day. He's gonna have a field day on this guy. It's gonna get him in foul trouble. Then Biombo is go, uh, comes out there. That's food for Jokic. The one, the, the thing what I see from Phoenix, I see a lot of one on one. I see a lot of taking. They take a lot of turns. Booker, you go ahead and you, it's Booker's show. Then it's KD's show. Then it's back to Booker. OCP three. You want to get a couple mid ranges in? Go right ahead. Then it's your time. Is that is that how sustainable is that? And, now, and this goes right back to what you were talking about when you asked the question about is Monty is is Monty Williams a, a top one, uh, top tier head coach? I don't think so. I don't think so. top tier two. Sure, sixty four wins last year. Uh, they had a great season. Like went to the finals. Of course, top you know top uh, second tier, but top one absolutely not. Uh, they need to. I, I think he needs to expand his rotation a little bit more. Terrence Ross can score 10 points in a game at least. Like, why is he not even seeing the court? TJ uh, Warren can score. Why is he not seeing the court? I'm not asking for these guys to get 25 minutes, but you got Shamit out there. Why can't Terrence Ross and TJ Warren see a couple minutes? Why why would why do we have to wait until they get on they play in Phoenix to, for them to get some minutes? Terrence Ross hasn't got any minutes at all. Why, why would you pick him up if you're not gonna play him? That's weird to me. Um, so I think they're. I think they're really playing like seven, seven guys, eight guys. It's be it's beyond it's Biombo and Shannon, from from what I've seen, <laughs> all the guys that that come off the bench and make an impact. So uh, Craig Craig got twenty four minutes, I think, but still, Craig's a starter. Yeah, he's a starter. So well, just, he didn't start this game, did he? Or he, he didn't. I think he didn't he start, get- I, I thought I thought he started, but he, either way, he, he's not a great floor spacer either. So um, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to step up. I just, I just think the depth for for Denver it, it, it could play a factor, man. It could, it could really play a factor. Jamal Murray, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. played well. Aaron Gordon had a really good game. KCP makes made some big shots. We know Bruce Brown just just uh, was just a teammate of Kevin Durant last year, so he knows a couple of his tendencies. And he was stripping KD. We know KD likes to do that little swing crossover and then rise up. He was stripping him and, and taking the ball away from him during that time. I think KD has seven turnovers in this game. Um, so, yeah, I, listen, this this kid, uh, this this could get bad. I, I don't like the taking turns. I'm not a fan of that. I'm really not. They could play within the offense. I like to see some KD book screen action. Why can't we see that? Well, I want to ask you that because I was going to talk <laughs> about that. Who do you want setting the pick? Truthfully, it doesn't KD. matter, right? Because that's where Kevin Durant. I see. I want see, book, I, book, book and KD set the screen. You know that. You know. You know. Teams in there, all they do is switch anyway. Nobody fights over the right. screen. So either one of those guys are going to get a mismatch. 
Right. That should that should be. I'm not saying do the play every possession, but at least when like last six seven minutes in the fourth quarter, let's get a mismatch, and then if they, in the, of course, if they double, make the right read. But right, man, it's just there needs to be a little bit more ball movement with with, with the Phoenix Suns and and Chris Paul. This is a new role for him. He's never been a spot up ever, mm-hmm. ever. So it's so for him. And and I think that another thing is these guys really didn't play a lot of games together. They only played KD. Remember, KD missed a lot of time and he got hurt. Like what? Like eight games, nine Six. games together, I think. Something small. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Something. Something. Yeah. Like less than less than twenty games for sure. Let's just say that. Yeah. Definitely less than twenty games with this uh, with this course. So Denver, <laughs> they've been rocking for even with Murray out. Though some of those other guys had to step up and, and mm-hmm. fill in certain roles. So they, you know, they know how to they know how to switch. You know, turn the switch on and off depending on the situation. I, I could that's like a blessing in disguise a little bit. Um when you miss one of your top guys and some of those role players step up, even though they didn't win no series, but they have they still have confidence. Um so man. As I think, sad I, I think as it's the hate. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you was done. No, nah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just right. I think I think it could be a I think it could be a back and forth series. It could be because of the Nuggets, they do have their deficiencies as well. Mm-hmm. They're not a great rim protecting team, but if you have Aiden who is, doesn't want to be dominant in the paint, it's like it doesn't yeah. even matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just it's yeah. just serious. If, if he's not good, if he's not going to dominate in the paint and try to get Jokic in foul trouble, it doesn't even matter if Jokic is not a great, great rim protector or not, because he's not even using that to his his his, uh, his advantage. So, and you think Phoenix would know that though? Yeah, but again, but it's about executing, and he's not ex- he's not executing, bro. Like, how you only get seven? Like. I only get seven. I only get seven rebounds, bro. In Thirty minutes, you're seven feet tall. Wow! Like, how does that happen? We just talk about. We just see this man get twenty-one, <laughs> like three times in a series. I mean, looking at the stats over the whole, like both teams' team stats, I guess it's almost like Phoenix needs to go back to the basics. They gave up sixteen offensive rebounds to their only eight. So, I mean, there's one. Hey, man up, box out. Every all five has to box out. And, 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 and let's be yeah, real. I mean, Phoenix, Phoenix technically has two seven-footers out there on the court. This is KD's yeah, seven-foot. Yeah, KD's seven-one. Yeah. Uh, the three-point – I'm sorry, not that. Uh, so, your turnovers, 16 turnovers. That's mid-trouble, 16. Like, to me, 12 and under is comfortable. 12 is a little risky, but 16 is a lot. For a team like this who have three great ball handlers, Chris Paul is elite, Kevin Durant's elite, Booker's elite when it comes to ball protection on this. So 16 turnovers, Kevin Durant had seven. Like Get back to the basics on what you're doing on this. And then I'm just trying to think, you've got Joker who can't really move feet very well as far as running. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm mean on that, but as far as lateral guarding people, Aiton doesn't want to go to the hole as far as setting the pick. He wants to settle for that jump shot. I mean, that goes basically for that advantage of Jokic on uh, hedge the the pick and then you retreat a little bit. Like Aiton's got to move to make him move. So, but I'm fine with just washing out Aiton, not even worrying about this. I'm thinking whoever has the ball, no matter what, guards need to be setting this pick because if Booker comes with the ball and Kevin Durant gets a pick, I mean, seven foot one, we already talked about that. Nick said it. I mean, that should be a mismatch there. 
uh, Jokic out of the or not Jokic, but get Jokic out of the way by Aiton being at the mid somewhere. I don't know, free throw above, weak side, something. That way he's not there to help anyways. If KD has the ball, I'd like to see Chris Paul and Booker both setting him a pick because if they switch, be which simple. is what they do, it's, you got to guard on them. Uh, and, and Kevin Durant, seven foot, with the mini tricks that he has in his bags against a small guard, he should be able to – Hezzy one time and just go ahead and, and drive one way and put the back to him, put him on the post basically, and just eat down there. So I would like to see some uh, – basically, I'm going to say this, get ready, a LeBron James offense style where he's got the guard set and he'll make pick to get that small switch and bully ball Kevin Durant right here. That's what I think should be doing or should be happening a little bit for this to get those easy matchups, easy points. Booker, it doesn't matter if KD sets you the pick. He can roll or he can even fade. Like if if they do that much, maybe do a double pick pick. And I know this is going to sound weird, but Aiden setting a backdoor pick off of Kevin Durant's pick. Once Kevin Durant sets that pick, if they switch, Aiden's already there setting the pick on the guy that's supposed to be switching, and he could move away from the weak side and cause that separation where it could be matched up with Jokic on him. Obviously, that's going to be a, a bucket every time. But I don't know. I feel – Kind of like what you said, CJ. I even seen people on Twitter saying that the pick and roll was not at, uh, hardly ran at all for the Suns. And hopefully we'll see how good of a coach Monty is because I do respect him. And it might be more of a, as a person of who he is, what he stands for, his morals, character, and everything too, that I value him a lot. But this game two, we'll have to see how well of X's and O and, and um, making changes that he can do in this second game here because – even Aaron Gordon. I mean, let's be honest. I don't. I like Aaron Gordon, but I don't think on on any kind of switches that he can keep up with Booker or keep up with KD. I think he can try and be physical, but I think both of them should eat pretty well against them. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's been a pretty good defender since he's since he's been with the Nuggets. Obviously, right, not, but still, you know, nobody can guard. No one can contain and hold down Booker and and Durant. And Durant. Um, I mean, especially KD. KD's too efficient. But we know what they can do? Make them play defense. Yeah, they can make them play defense. They can make KD and Booker play defense. And that's exactly what Aaron Gordon did. Uh, KD was sagging off him. And he was knocking down his shots. Yeah, that was, that was bad. Because, Man, K, I mean, because let's be real. I mean, Kevin Durant is a much better defender than what he showed in game one. Mm-hmm. He had some good moments. First half, he had three blocks. So I was like, oh, okay, he's active. That's what I like to see. But he was he was sagging off Gordon. And again, you know, percentages, I mean, yeah, he's not a great floor spacer. So, mm-hmm. you know, you are going to play off him. But he's at home. You know, role, you know role players usually play better at home, and they knock down their shots. So, I mean, they they, they have some things they need to tighten up um, in game two tomorrow. No, no, no question. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. to me and will forever be the X factor for this team because he's 6'10 and he could, he's he's a three-level scorer. So. I did not realize <laughs> this. Denver shot 101 shots. That's a lot of shots. Uh, Phoenix only had 84 shots. They shot 51%, but they had too many turnovers. Like the Denver turnovers, had yeah. uh, 14 steals. Turnovers, lazy I mean, baskets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus the putbacks, 16 offensive rebounds. I mean, that's obviously getting you a lot more shots. And that's that Jokic. Skills. That's Jokic in there, getting them, getting them little tippings all mm-hmm. the time. That's what he does. He'll get the tip in. Oh, oh did you see the play where Aiton watched uh, the, like, three tip-ins? 
Oh my goodness! Please tell me y'all seen that. Of course I, I saw. I, it. That's, I that's, saw. Yeah. That's, oh that's what. I, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly Yo, that, what missed it. But like that's the thing about Phoenix is that there, there, there's got to be somebody who sets the tone on defense. It's got to be somebody. Somebody needs to smack Aiden in the face and say, "Hey, you need to be a man." And that's just it. You would think Chris Paul did that, especially with Chris Paul's history of getting into it with Blake Griffin and right. James Harden yeah. and a lot of these guys. Just got to figure it out, bro. I mean, these guys are at the top of the, of the league. You know what I mean? They're playing in the NBA. It's just when is it? You don't want to look. You don't. You don't want to look back. Hey, facts in the A. You don't want to <laughs> look back when you're, you know, 30, 35, 36. and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not. Well, I'm, just, okay, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As you as in you, basketball, you in older, basketball terms, as you get older and the team may not look the same, or you may not right. be on the same team. And you're like, man, when I was 24, 25, I was on the same team with KD and Book. And I didn't do everything I needed to and do. And I was late. And I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? That, and that's, and that's, that's the thing for me. And that's, that's how I look at it. I mean, I know these guys. I'm not saying he's not a hard worker or anything like that. You know, he put himself I mean, in this predicament to get to the A. <laughs> but, I, but when you talk about the playoffs, everything is, everything is looked at. Everything is scrutinized. So players, people are looking at you. Is there's there's a bigger spotlight on, on you now in this team now than it was two years ago when they went to the finals because you have Kevin Durant. Mm. So you got fans that never even cared about the Suns watching you now uh, because you you brought in one of the greatest players to ever play. So uh, it's just like so when you see that clip that you just talked about. Mm. That's not a good look. And these guys are on their phones all the time. That's not a good look. Change, change the narrative. That's the beauty of the game is you have an ability to change the narrative. That's why we salute guys like Curry and LeBron. Whatever people used to say or whatever criticisms they had, they changed the narrative based on how they played when it was time. Look at Curry. Oh, 3-3. Three, three. They're on the road. This is not a good road team. What does he do? 50-burger. You know what I mean? Like that. that that's what you do. Nobody pulls out the hat. Yeah, man. Speaking of the Warriors and LeBron, what do we think about this series? Like, what a monumental matchup in round two. LeBron and Curry again. Nick, it's your team now that they won. You know, after game <laughs> six, it wasn't your team. How do you think this is going to pan out, this this series? Are, are you going to be with them through uh, through six games, or are you going to bail on them again? I'm always I'm always with them, baby. Always with them. Okay. I'm always with them, man. Um, I originally thought that this was going to go six, but I think it goes seven. I think both of these teams are very well coached. I think both of these teams, you know, have really great supporting cast. Well, Warriors somewhat a little iffy, but <laughs> but uh, they don't have, they don't have Otto Porter Junior. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, um, I'll be real, man. I mean, this is. <laughs> I hope you have this jersey. I don't have this jersey, man. Unfortunately, not. But man, I mean, I mean, what what more can you expect? LeBron against Stephen Curry for like the fifth time, you know, four straight four straight finals appearances. Now, five years later, you know, we're getting it again. This time in the Western Conference matchup. So, you know, there's a little bit of animosity there. I'm sure LeBron's going to be definitely motivated. You know, considering you know his history against Golden State, so I I expect this to be a really great back and forth series. I think I think Golden State gets Game One. I think they set the tone on, on the home floor, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lakers turned it around to get Game Two. Honestly, um, 
But it really does come down to the supporting cast for me, though, because, I mean, like like I said before, you know, the Lakers, they have a really great supporting cast. We saw what D'Angelo Russell did in that game six. We saw how we saw how guys like Austin Reeves and Rui Hashimura began the series. You know, Austin Reeves had that really great fourth quarter in game one. So it may come down to those type of guys. So for Golden State, you know, we're going to need another monster rebounding performance from Looney. We're going to need Jordan Poole to step up to the table. If Kaminga can get in, you know, and give us some good minutes, that'll be great. So it really always, I mean, of course, of course, of course, the stars are going to do what they do. You know what I'm saying? But it's really going to come down to like, you know, who are the other guys and who who can really contribute at, at a high level. So it's going to go in seven. Um, I'm going to go going to state in seven, I guess, you know, I, I, I got to rock with the team, <laughs> but you know, I expect this to be a really great back and forth series, man. I, I'll be real, man. There's been a lot of great matches in this in the playoffs so far. First round and now moving forward. It's it's been great. What, what was that? <laughs> what was it? Somebody was sound like somebody was uh, scratching, scratching on a, a record there for a second. Oh, that's my bad. I was I was scratching some off my laptop. That, that, that was probably me. My bad. Oh, you good, bro? Like, Golly, man. This laptop is so sensitive, man. You hear everything. Jeez. Well, I mean, we're kind of doing a live podcast where we're talking. Like, we're supposed I know, to hear what day. saying, man. I mean, like, <laughs> day, man, I can't I, I believe didn't... this microphone's picking me up while I rub, like, around on it. Like, that's crazy. I didn't know I could hear, like, every little thing. Like, it's crazy. I got the Lakers in seven. Uh-oh. A couple, couple takes. Um, two words, Anthony Davis. And his, he, he has to be dominant. He has to be dominant in the paint in the series. Has to get Draymond in foul trouble. That changes the whole game. Boxing out, making it tough on Looney. Looney's not going to be able to do the things he did against Sabonis. This is not this is not much Sabonis, man. This is this is a different level of player um, in the front court. Once some of the things that I see from the Lakers is they have lulls where they play too much isolation ball and they have and they go through possessions where they're not scoring, mm-hmm. not against this team, not against, especially in transition, the way they move, the way Curry could, the way we, we thought transition layups were the, the easy play for that guy, transition threes are the transition layups uh, for the Golden State Warriors. So. This is going to be a chess match. Obviously, Steve Kerr is a better coach than Darvin Ham just because of an experience level and on all factors. He's played in everything, coached everything, coached LeBron multiple years in the finals. So this this is this is this is going to be a phenomenal series, man. LeBron versus Curry again. But I think LeBron turns it up another level in this round more so than what he did in that last series. And they don't have an answer for LeBron. And and obviously no one has the answer for Curry on the Lakers. But they've been they've played some great defense um during during this Ooh. since February, since the trade deadline. Their their defense has been great. I think it's gonna come down to the role players as well. Rui AR AR is going to have to make Clay work on defense. D'Lo is going to have to make former Warrior. He's going to have to make Curry work on defense. Vando, Vando, the Vando versus Draymond matchup is interesting 
It, it really is because they're both they're, they're not great floor spacers, but they both do the little things that are very impactful, which is why they're in the starting lineup. So that matchup uh, is something that I'm, I'm watching as well. And this is going to be I think this is going to be back and forth when you have two of the top 10 players of all time in one series. That's exactly how it should be. So I'm, I'm going with the Lakers in seven because I, I, I again, they, they have the, they have the better duo um, and it's not going to be easy, but I think the paint, the lack of rim protection, even though Kevon Looney's played, played phenomenal against, against the Kings, but he's not a great shot blocker. So if, if, if the Lakers are able to get to the paint um, and, and, and um, at will with cutting, with moving the ball, I think I think they're going to get it done. But this this is a phenomenal series, man. And it's, it's, I really hoped we would have saw this in the Western Conference Finals. So some, you know, one legend is getting knocked out. So we're going to see uh, which which one it is. And um, for me, I think I think LeBron and AD, I think they get it done, man. I just think AD is just special uh, with his ability to change the game on both ends. But he's going to also have to bring it offensively too, and, and get a couple, you know, 25, 28-point games. He's going to have to go. He's going to have to have a forty-point game in one of these games this in in, the, in this series. Um, and I expect LeBron to step up as well. I'm not thinking about what year it is. He's out there. He, he's still doing reverse double clutch dunks in transition. So <laughs> he needs to bring it too. So I, I, I got the Lakers in seven. Right. I was I was wanted to bring up real quick because CJ, you talked about the Jared Vanderbilt matchup against Draymond on defense. I'm actually kind of interested because what like what we saw in that Memphis series, especially you know at least a good amount of like you know in the first quarter and so forth, we saw Darvin Darvin Ham have Vandal guarding Ja, you know, which is like you know their number one option offensively. So I wonder if he's going to try to do that same thing, possibly at some stretches of the game against Steph in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. With you know, Vando's his length, his versatility. Um, he's gonna have to be smart. He can't get in, or he can't get in foul trouble. Uh, even though Dennis, Dennis Schroeder is a solid defender too. Um, but they're gonna have to. Vando, Vando is gonna be key, bro. He's gonna be key, and you gotta have elite conditioning going up against this team. Another and, thing, another, yeah. and another thing is dominating the third quarter. You look at Game Seven tonight. You look at historically for the Golden State Warriors, what have, what have they been able to do? They've been able to dominate that third quarter, man. So um, they look like a completely different team in the second half. So will they, will they be able to weather the storm? I think even though the Lakers, their, their roster and their, you know, their core guys, they don't have as much experience, even coaching um, from a head coaching standpoint. They don't have as much experience, but with LeBron being a player coach um, and him bringing all his experience and everything he's been through, going up against his team so many times, he knows what they're going to do. Steve Kerr, most likely they know what they're going to do, but even though it's a little different now because we've seen LeBron play off the ball more so than what we've seen ever. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's that's a different element to this Lakers offense I feel like is not being talked about enough. And that could play a factor. What D'Lo, what AR, what Hachimura, you know, they, this is this is going to be an excellent series, man. And um, wow, I, I just I, I can't. I just hope all these everyone stays healthy. 
so we don't have to use the injury narrative and uh we we get to see who really who really gets it done i, I truly think whoever wins this series will 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 win the west and you see i already picked the lakers so <laughs> okay i'm going to go i'm going to say this i think the tempo of the whole series determines the winner if the Warriors can make it a fast-tempo game, I think the Warriors will win. I think if the Lakers can slow the game down, put it in half-court sets a lot more, and not let the ball do stupid things around where Curry just randomly catches it after it bounces off 18 people's heads and is like, hey, I'll just shoot a three and make it, and minimize outrageous plays, if that makes sense, I think the Lakers can win it. Uh, it's got to be more of a ground-pound I'm going to say 70 shots or less from both teams for the Lakers, I think, to win it. I'm going to pick the Warriors because when we uh, first started talking before the uh, play, or after the playing games, I said I'm going to go with the Kings because they haven't proved me wrong yet. But if the Warriors get out of the first round, I got the Warriors going all the way because it's the Warriors. How can you go against them? So I'm going to go ahead and stick with that and say the Warriors wins this, but I think it's going to be six or seven. I just feel there's – I don't know. I just feel like there's more of a top five than uh, top five of the Lakers. I mean, if and I and I'm banking a little on Wiggins actually playing better than what he played last series because I think Wiggins is is a big X factor for this. What he's going to bring on defense and his scoring ability as well. I feel like Wiggins can take it at next level. He's been hurt. He's just now back. I still think he's a, a bit rusted, and I'm counting on him playing better. So that's where I'm going with the Warriors on that. Just a little motivation. Be some motivation for D'Lo, too. I mean, he got traded for Wiggins. Um, that's true. A, a few years ago. So there might be some I internal motivation. The way the, the way the Warriors play defense, I'd like to see some more some more shots in the mid-range. We saw against Toronto. We saw Kawhi you know, do that a lot in that mid-range in, in the finals. <laughs> Reeves, D'Lo. Hachimura, all excel in the mid range. Mm -hmm. So uh, this, again, this is gonna, this is going to be a, a beautiful chess match, bro. And and again, you have to play drop coverage. You, that big can't step up, especially the AD setting the screen. Uh, so that tell me that mid range is going to be open all day. And I, I agree. I agree with you. The, the Lakers, if the Lakers can make it a half court, half court game, they have a shot. They stay in front of guys, but you have to be alert. You have to be disciplined. You can't foul jump shooters because you can't get guys like Curry and Clay on the line uh, for three uh, four-point plays. We saw Clay get a four-point play. We saw Curry get a four-point play in this game seven against Sacramento this afternoon. So this is uh, and then for the Warriors, same thing. They got to be disciplined. I mean, you can't let LeBron get in transition. You know, if you if you you, you touch him, it doesn't matter. He's too strong. He's still going to be able to finish. Same thing for AD. This is a phenomenal series. I can't. I can't wait till the ball goes in the air, man. Dubs. It's tough to say on this one. Like this is going to be a great series, that's for sure. Steve uh, Kerr is nineteen and zero against the Western Conference. Yeah, I think that changes. I think that changes after the series. That's <laughs> calmly. Yeah, I think that changes. I think that changes. All right, boys. Uh, we are at two hours, 19 minutes, just now passed by. We covered all the games that happened, all the games that are coming up. 
Y'all got anything else y'all want to talk about, or are we calling it a wrap right here? I man. I mean, we broke every team oh, down. This second, this second round, especially in the West, you know, star-studded, bunch of legends, future Hall of Famers, uh, in, the, in that Final Four over there in the Western Conference. Sucks that Embiid is out over there in the Eastern Conference for that Final Four. Uh, you know, Miami and, and New York. That's going to be a physical matchup mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, this is, uh, you know, this, this, uh, these, these Final Eight. So uh, we got some good games, man. So I can't wait. And out of the final eight, two teams don't have a Kentucky player. Come on, man. Warriors, Celtics, do better. Do better. <laughs> but with that being said, Nick, where can everybody find you? Yes, sir. Sir, first and foremost, follow us on all platforms at MNC Hoops. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well on the road to 100. Um, and make sure you guys check us out on all platform, all podcast platforms per se, uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, give us five star reviews. I think that we are deserving of that. As for me, follow me on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Nick Gondra ATR. Check out my link tree in the bio. And you can check out all my work, podcast articles, you, know you name it. All three. Let's see all three cups. Let's get them up. MNC. MNC Hoops Cups. Guys, go follow, or I'm sorry, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. When we get to 100 subscribers, in which we're at 68 right now, we will pull from one. We're at 69. Somebody else subscribed. Hey, we're at 69. No, I'm saying we were were at 69, but then somebody else subscribed, or I don't know, a page to delete it or something. It's all good, though. But when we get to 100 out of our first 100, somebody will be winning that cup. We will do a random draw where you will be one of four cups in your possessions. You should feel pretty privileged on that. So go subscribe to our YouTube. You can actually right down below, you can see Linktree, MSN, Hoops. Right there tells you everything of our platform of what we're on. TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, you name it, we are there. There's a presence. You can find me. I'll just go ahead and go see Jason since I'm talking. You can find me at basically anywhere that has MNC hoops on it. I'll be there. So just go and click me. I don't care if I get famous. I want her show to get famous, okay? But, uh, yeah, that's about it. MD Lawson 0 Type that in anywhere you'll find me. CJ, go on. MNC hoops on Instagram. I've uh, doing some really big things over there with the reels. Uh, shout out to everybody, uh, you know, like liking the reels on TikTok, uh, doing some really good numbers over there as well with the posts, even on YouTube. Uh, YouTube shorts uh, have, have gone really well for us. So we appreciate appreciate everybody uh, that's been supporting us. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like, like and subscribe, hit that notification bell. When you hit the notification bell, hit all. So you get every all of our content that we drop, whether it's the video, shorts, or the live stream like we're on right now. My Twitter at cjames9 underscore, uh, where you can find me and, and everything else that I'm working on, man. So, uh, thank you guys for the support. On YouTube right now, our channel has had 17,000 views. We relevant boys, just we need your follows, we need your subscribes. So, we're gonna keep working, we're gonna keep staying consistent until we get to where we got to go, man. People, all the endorsements, they need to go ahead and. Be on the lookout, man, because you're going to hear the name in MNC Hoops soon. Very soon. 
Absolutely. But with that being said, are, are we doing a show on Wednesday? Sure. Let's do it. Look for us. Keep this Look content rolling. Wednesday. We'll just keep it going. With that being said, though, guys, you all have a great night. And gals, of course. You all, we thank you all so much for the follows, likes, subscribes, all the comments. You all have a great week, and we will see you guys at the MIDI on Wednesday about 9 o'clock at the same time. Until then, guys, have a good one. Deuces.